Welcome to the Boys High School Hockey Podcast presented by the Red and Black League. Today we have an unbelievable show for you. We have a lot of news including a cream can and a rope. We will talk with Mark Manny, the head coach at Andover High School and his path to the school as the head coach. We'll do top tens, games of the past. We'll interview Creighton Durham Hall Center senior goaltender Marco Belloc, and we'll do some pickums as well. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good morning, fellas. How are you guys doing today? Better than your intro. That is That must be really good, because I thought that intro was smacking. <laughs> Just one little stumble, but it was, it was better than Center, that. senior, yeah. Goaltender. <laughs> Goaltender. Um, well, we got a very packed week of previous games and news. And and great games, too, coming up. In yeah. The yeah. Next week's show is going to be like three hours long. It really is. And next it's going to be. Next week's or this week's? Next, well, this week's long, but yeah. next week. Just Especially buckle up. Game content. Yeah. yeah, game content. Oh, yeah, because there's so many games. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good games, you know. Uh, no offense to Providence Academy, but I saw Providence Academy play this week to tell you what we had on we both tap did. here. Yeah. So it was great, actually. They're a top 10 team that I got to go see play, and that was good. You saw, did you see, was this the week you saw Chaska and, yep. Yep. and Benilde? Yep. All right. Yeah. I saw girls' games. I saw a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally get to in a packed boys' week. So, for me, it was a very successful week. Very successful week for YHH in general. We had a lot of peewees. We saw a lot of different, from a variety perspective, we gave a ton of variety for the readers to see as far as photos and podcasts and rankings and everything else. Okay, let's get to some news this week because we had a lot of it. Yeah, it's a newsy week. So let's uh, start by heading up to Pine City, which is probably not where you're expecting to start. <laughs> but <laughs> we have uh, an interesting bit of news here. There's trouble in paradise. Um, so the Mississippi 8 Conference, in which Pine City plays, has threatened to kick out Pine City if their parent behavior does not improve over the next year. So Pine City Fair. is on probation. Uh, so here's a question for you, Carl. Um, Pine City... Is this just for hockey, or does their cross-country team get sounds, tossed off too? Tossed out too? It, it is being driven by hockey, but it sounds like they'll get kicked. I think for everything. For everything? <laughs> That's has that ever been done before? Like uh, kicked out like because of behavior? Uh, not that I've ever heard of. Not Usually, teams like back out of conferences. The conference doesn't do the levying of the fines and suspensions, do they? I've yeah, never yeah, yeah. in my life. So, well. <laughs> Nothing says we don't like you. <laughs> and it's like, not because you're good. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was an interesting tidbit when it came through my path. That's for sure. Yeah. So we'll see if they can get get it together with those Pine City parents. Yeah. Let's like, see. There's going to be some, some regulator from Mississippi 8 at all their games now. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Just noting. Well, you know, it's interesting yeah. you say this because – 
I know this from just doing like the opener, like and and being a Jefferson parent that. Most events where there's going to be multiple fans at a game, they have a paid staff member from the school mm-hmm. there to make sure everything's going. To, where's yeah. the paid staff member at Pine City? The, where's the get back coach? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. But they have a get back coach for the uh, the student section. The student section, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, what else, so we'll Carl? See where that goes, but um, it'd be. Maybe more substantive news. We've got some central scouting midterms that came out this week. So, what were some, what were some names of the high school boys who made it? Yeah, so there are nine current high school players who made the list. Um, seven seniors, two juniors. Seniors are Alex Bump, Kristen Sarsland, Leo Gruba, Damon Gardner, who Danny and I got to see for the first time in person this week, mm-hmm. Dylan Gobbout, Weston Knox, then uh, Finn Loftus from Blaine. Yeah, that was the one I was surprised about. Mm-hmm. He's having a good year, though. You yeah. know who didn't make it was was um, Thor Bufflin. I thought that was interesting. That right. was a big yeah. snub in my book. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got two juniors on this list. Got Well, we think, for now, <laughs> Sam Renzel and Sam Plant. I, I do have some news on, on Sam Renzel because there's uh, there's yeah. been many talks in the in the lobbies, we'll call it, that Sam is accelerating his education to move on. To the, this would be a senior year, but uh, from what I gather, he is accelerating his education to the extent where he could play before and after USHL next year, which is good news for us high okay. school. From from what I gather, that it'll be he'll be playing at Shaska next year, but he'll play before and after, and his that way his academic responsibilities won't be as as tough next year. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Well, it should be great news for high school hockey. Yep. So he'll be a yep. senior. He'll be a ne- senior next, next year, year and not this yep. year. Yeah, and worth noting that Renzel and Plant are the, the top two on this list, even yeah. though they're the juniors. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yep. Correct. No surprise uh, there. Yep. Uh, there are, let's see, it looks like five kids who are former high school hockey players, uh, four who have left early for um, other opportunities, Scott Jamie Snuggerud, uh, Gavin O'Connell, uh, Nick Pierre, and Croy Kockendorfer. Korkendorfer? Korkendorfer, yep. Where's he from? Croy Korkendorfer, oh, a good story. He <laughs> played his youth hockey in Hastings okay. and then ended up at Creighton, left Creighton, and then ended up at Eastridge High School really? as a for, graduate. For two years, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He left early this year, would have been a senior. And then, uh, and then Aaron Pionk, who has, who has graduated, but uh, yeah, continuing he... to improve. Uh, some good bloodlines there. Um, he's on the list, too. And Jimmy's the highest ranked. Yes, Snuggerud yeah. yep. is. He the passed. Yep. He passed up Isaac Howard, who had been. Yeah, granted, he's from Hudson, Wisconsin, but he was a Hill mm-hmm. yeah. kid for a little bit, and kind of yeah. always been one of ours. Actually, his mom, Crystal, works for us. So, and I talked to her about it. She goes, "Isn't that great?" That was Crystal's response that Jimmy jumped her kid. Isn't that great? He's done so well in international <laughs> well, competitions. That's what Crystal Howard's all about. She was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, did you see Nick? Did you say Nick Pierre's thing yeah. too? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. He made it. He was like 170 or 172. Crystal pointed that out to me too. I, it was different this year. They ranked, which normally they do that yeah. ABC. No letter grades. In, yeah, no in, letter grades. In, yeah. In the midterms, at least. Mm-hmm. And so that was different. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All righty, moving yeah. on. Uh, other news um, related to future opportunities. I've got two more Minnesotans who made the Olympic team. We reported three of them last week. The, the two additional ones were on the 25-man roster. Sam Hinches, formerly of Titino Grace. 
uh, someone who's really come on after high school. Yep. To have a, a great college career. Then Nick Perbix of Elk River. Another kid who's really come on after high school mm-hmm. as well. Um, well. He was also great in high school. Yeah, he was great in high school too. How about that? Um, Brett Larson is the coach at St. Cloud State and the assistant on the Olympic team. He's pulling two guys off of his team that he, no offense, he cares about both teams, but it's he's hurting his actual employment by taking two of his best players off of his college team yeah. to bet, for the betterment of the country, let's call it. Yeah. Interesting, right, so. interesting uh, pickle he's in there, I would call good it. Pa- good yeah. patriot. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. And I don't know. I wonder how this American team is going to compete against KHL opponents. We have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Athletes from Russia. Someone asked me the other day about that. How are they going to do? And I'm like, ah, who knows? <laughs> you know? It's such a grab bag of players. It's hard right. to know how it's going to come together. Yeah. All right. What's, what's, what's next? Uh, we're going to go down to New Ulm and congratulate Coach Ryan Newman there, who won his 100th game ahead of the Eagles this past week. Ryan holds the distinction as one of like three coaches when we do our high school hockey interviews with players who attends. So if New Ulm makes it back to state this year, I'm sure we'll see Mr. Newman. They, and they've got a shot. They got a shot. And they're excited. That's my point. They, they're so excited about any opportunity, and, and he's a great guy. Actually, we had a we had a state tournament, PBB Bannonby, last year in New Ulm, and he, I put a tweet out there or something, and he had his players doing our tweets for us at the PBB Bannonby last year. So this is the <laughs> kind of guy Ryan is, so I, I couldn't be happier to have Ryan hit his 100-win mark. Yeah, I brought the wrong jersey today. You did. <laughs> you did. The Crescent's pretty cool, though. Yes. yes. All right, what do you got? All right, next we will, um, some news that I think we have to talk about a little bit. So uh, Hill Murray senior goalie Nick Erickson is no longer with the team. Uh, he's left the program and I believe the school for off-ice reasons. That's really about all we can say, but right. uh, Hill Murray needs to move on. They've got another Erickson in reserve, no relation, who will uh, now be taking over in goal for them. And I saw Andrew Lane uh, jump from the JV to the varsity, a really good U16 goaltender yeah. uh, for the Minnesota Blades the last few years. So, And Woodbury product. Yeah, not a bad not a bad option. Like if you're if you're if you're shocked or hurt, uh, I think they're they're hurting there for talent. They're not hurting. They're not hurting for talent. And they never hurt for goaltending talent either. No. No, no, poor, no. Poor no. Hill, where's the talent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. In other news, I just want to give a shout out to a really great guy who we've certainly interacted with over the years. Uh, Nick Tuckner, um, a guy from Hastings, does their has done their hockey broadcasts on the radio for many years. He does a bunch of other sports too. Uh, just one of those people who kind of makes high school sports go in a small town. It's always around, and uh, seems sounds like he's moving on. But they had a Nick Tuckner appreciation night uh, on Saturday at their their game against Sibley in Hastings. So just cool to see that. I love it. I love, love it. it. And they won too. They beat yeah. Simley and pretty they are easily. On a roll. We might we might talk about Hastings a little bit here. I, I don't mention Hastings, so yeah, we'll see. They down. get one of those weird Why? schedules. They have a weird yeah. schedule where they don't get the one A one double A teams on their schedule. Yeah, they play in the mm-hmm. Hill, Matamidai, yeah. yeah. other yeah. school conference, um, right. and so uh, they they play those teams. And then when they do play those teams. Sometimes they're bad losses, and then it, they get buried right. with mm-hmm. their other wins that might be just average. I know. Yeah. But they're looking good. Um, let's see. Finally, um, 
of course, we've uh, made it our mission this year to collect all of the random trophies that happen across the state. And we had two more come across our plate this week, so we're excited about those. Let's so hear it. I'm going to start out in uh, Litchfield, Dassel Cocado against Wilmer. They play for something called the Cream Can. Uh, What's its <laughs> official it's name? What's its it's, a, it's, a, it's a can of cream, but it is officially known as the Stephen J. Reynolds Cup, named, named for a young man from Wilmer who passed away, I think it was about 10 years ago now, uh, had, had been a big athlete in high school and, and died suddenly. So uh, they, they honor his memory every year. I wonder if they dump cream all over each other. Just That'd dump it all over there. That's no? weird. Like, yeah. the, like the Indy 500. Like the Gatorade <laughs> bottle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of a football game. Um, <laughs> here's a note. I did a pod with uh, Dave Oss, and he was his dad, Pete, was the coach at Wilmer, and he played in this rivalry game. And I think he told me at some point they had to cancel the rivalry because there were so many fights uh, in the rink, in the parking lot. <laughs> they were bringing firecrackers into the rink and throwing yeah. them at the other team. I mean, it was just it got to the point where it was unruly. They, they, they were very Pine City-like, I think, in their uh, mm. in their participation in this rivalry. They had to end the rivalry for a couple of years before they could kind of rejuvenate it. That's that's like Cloquet East back in the yeah. day, Carl. Yeah, not good. It got beat up in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. not good. Uh, what was the other one? Was it? Did we do the rope yet? Yeah. No, this this might be my favorite one of all the ones. Oh, for so sure. Far. Yeah. Uh, so it's its name is the Barge Rope. <laughs> um, Nona and Red Wing play for it, and it makes sense. Two Mississippi River towns, and they, it's literally a purple and white rope. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The lock and dam rope. That is badass, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we get the rope. You know, it's not a it's trophy. Awesome. It's not a fish. It's not you know. It's, it's a rope. It's a rope. It makes I, sense. Like I want it to be a rifle. You know, I want something to be just badass. You know, <laughs> that'd be cool. Has anybody else's dad forced them to go on the Mississippi in a boat all the way down to Red Wing and no. ride the lock and dams? No, <laughs> that's just no. oh, not me. No. Oh. That's you. That's that's, you. that's just Sean Ryan for you. That's my bu- <laughs> that will never get checked off my bucket list. Mm-mm. I promise yep. you that that won't will not happen. <laughs> but uh, c- congrats to Winona for winning that one. It's it's a great trophy, and really lo- loving that. You know, we've, we've come across all these trophies. I'm not sure one has ever come from a team that is ever a state tournament contender. Well, I guess Litchfield a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But you know, we were having this discussion over dinner last night. You know, do we need a third class? I'm like, who needs a third class when you can play for the Bard? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, That's where the real trophy is. I wonder uh, how long that trophy's been going on the bar- barge rope. I have no idea. First time I've seen it. So, all right, more more trophies, more rivalries, more games. It's yeah, better. keep them coming. We like it. We like it. All right, Carl, all your, right. your moment is your moment has come. So now it's time for this is why everybody comes. Rankings. T C R, T C R. Yeah, everybody's All right. favorite part of the show. Starting in Double A as usual, we will go number one, Creed Cream Durham Hall. Yeah, okay. That was number number two, Andover. Andover. Okay. What were they number last three? week? I gotta, they they were one two. and two. They were yeah. okay. All right. This, this has not changed. Yeah, that was easy. Right. So I gotta go like three last. We'll let week. Tony find his papers. Sorry, sorry, Build sorry. the drama. Uh, okay. He's still looking. Uh, gonna find it. Oh, Benilde. Benilde was three last week. And they're three again. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number four. Rosa. Hill Murray. Okay. Number okay. five. They didn't lose either. Rosa. Rosa. Okay. 
This is one of those boring weeks again. It really, it really was. Centennial. Oh, and you were bragging to us before the show that you spent hours doing <laughs> this after the Hermantown game. Because hours. The, the 15 through the 25. That's where the real work is in these. Okay, so Centennial 6? No. Whoa. Whoa. Well, what did they do to you? The, was 17 goals not enough, Carl? <laughs> they gave up two. <laughs> they gave up two. So you moved them? Not because of that. I, I put it in pen that there were six. They didn't lose. That's your problem. That's your problem. <laughs> the aggressive. How? How do you not? They beat a solid you Spring two. Lake oh, Park team 17 to. Oh, Centennial. We like Centennial now after I just got creamed last week for putting them here. But you were so. made TikTok famous, so. Yeah. Mm. Okay, who's okay, number six? six? Edina. Who? <laughs> What? Huh? It's it's going on body of work. They just uh, have a lot of quality wins. They got a, a very quality win this week. And I just quality. trust them a little more than Centennial. Boy, that was worth four. Putting a touchdown on St. Thomas moves you up four spots. An extra point. Well, a c- couple teams. Uh, well, we got one. We got, we got a couple free fallers coming here. I, <laughs> exactly. I see them coming. So then Centennial seven then? Yes. And you know what? I see, after what I saw last week, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, you got Edina now back to being Edina. Make, for one game. And I think they are better than Centennial. Yeah. Okay. We'll find okay. out next week because they play Andover. We'll find out what, if the real Centennial stands up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, number eight. Number eight is Moorhead. Yep. They move up one. Lots of free falling. Now this gets interesting. You have some a lot of choices. I'm guessing you threw Maple Grove and Lakeville South out, and and because I can see into a crystal ball here, <laughs> crystal ball. Hit the f- is it is Grand Rapids nine or ten? They are nine. nine? Yep. Nine. Okay. Thunderhawks. All right. Mm-hmm. Now this is where this First gets time. interesting because you could have maybe keep Lakeville South in, maybe like uh, Rosemount. Maybe. No. I, they had a good week. They've Stop been fishing well. for compliments They're here. Moving, but not that much. Okay. Um, I think it's well, – let's stop shaking the okay. table. All right. Let's go ahead. Who's 10? Why is that up? <sighs> of course, <laughs> it's Carl's like go to when in doubt. Uh, it's oh, well, I went uh, two and zero. Oh. Yep, put yep, them in yep, there. Yep, yep. They beat a late conference team. <laughs> Who else did they beat besides St. Michael? Is that it? Rogers. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, I'll okay, give you that. okay. Lost to them, and Rogers had a good week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Did I miss I'll buy that, that game? I'll buy that. I like oh, your yeah. uh I like the quarter sip you're donning today, uh Mr. Carl. It's very nice. Pretty, pretty I, I picked it up in Hermantown last night. Where's <laughs> yes, it from, Carl? It's from the Minnesotan. I like it. Our, I like it. Our partner and friend. All right. Uh let's do some class A. Again, not a lot of movement there either in the top four. Right. Nope. Yep. All right. So yeah, well, actually number four up. got bumped. Yes, they did. Or got bumped. All right. So top three don't yeah. don't change. Yep, we'll just number one is Hermantown, number yep. two is War Road, number yep. three is Matamidi. Yeah, we'll talk yep. about the big game later. Yep. Um, and then who um, slides into four? Four has to be Delano Tigers. Yeah, it's uh, that one's not hard. 
Five gets harder. We've got Minneapolis there right now. Yeah, and we're none of us, even myself, aren't really in love with them at five, right? Yeah. Four. But it sets up if you had a, a broadcasting network, it sets up a really juicy game between Delano and hmm. Minneapolis this week. It, it does. Sure does. Top you know. five battle. All right. <laughs> um, who's next? Six Alexandria. Yep. Playing well. Yeah. Not, no argument yep. there. Mm-hmm. Number seven, all the way up to seven, is Detroit Lakes. They're falling forward, right? Yeah, yeah, the the two I to like, one win over. I've never loved this, you know that, but <laughs> here they are. <laughs> oh, but they they beat Fergus Falls. So. Keep winning, they keep winning. All I, right, I've never loved. <laughs> well, this is okay, but Detroit Lakes did beat Fergus Falls, who did beat Little Falls. So yeah, yeah. so by the process of transitive property, I'm guessing Fergus would be next, then, right? Yep, you're you just listed out the next couple. All right. Eight is Fergus, and then nine is Little Falls. So like, Little Falls took a big fall. Took a bath. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> So clever. All right. And then who sneaks in at 10? There's a lot of choices. There's the Providence who – they didn't. They lost to Blake, and that was it, right? Yeah, they lost to somebody else, too. Did they? Uh, yeah. They, they had some result that was worthy questionable. of Questionable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, three to three tie to Rockridge. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Who's 10 then? 10, you know, with all due respect to Denfeld, who I do think is a top 10 talent team, we have, we have, we have to get Cameron DeSanti in here. Yeah. What's their win streak at, Carl? It's it's double digits. Yeah. I, I know it's, in front of me. it's double digits just because they've their losses are at the start of the year, and they're on a and, heater right now. And undefeated since Sybil took over a net. Seibel. 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 Okay, Seibel. who's... Has anyone, any, either of you guys, I looked once and I don't remember. They have a couple of streak breakers in, potential streak breakers in their schedule. I'd like to look them up while we talk about why they're in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, Danny's digging, he's surfacing right now, but so who, who are they going to lose to? Monticello is not a streak breaker this no. year. They're a losing team. No, I agree. Uh, I would say Chicago is up there with no, the. Princeton. They've already beaten them. Okay. Princeton, okay. no. Who's going to break the streak? There falls. we go. Little Falls, which Little is a falls. section game. So that's that's the one that could be the, probably the, the championship game in that section. Yeah, it's yes. Thursday, January twenty seventh. They play Anoka as and well. Where is that game? Cambridge or Little Falls? That one's at the Exchange in Little Falls. Oh God. Yeah. I, we we I, that game has got to be seen. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I was hoping mm. for Cambridge because I've never been to Cambridge's rink before. No. I need a reason to go. Me neither. <laughs> I'm going to be in Roseau on Tuesday, so why not just stop into Little Falls on the way back? Yeah, swing by. All right. Uh, well, that does it for the top tens. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, Tony, you want to take away this interview? Well, thank you, Danny. Today we have Andover head coach Mark Manny with us. Mark's had 13 years with the Husky. He just hit the 200-win mark and has his Huskies back in the top 10. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm great, Tony. Thanks for having me. Well, this should be a fun show. Uh, we, we kidded earlier, you know, the older a guy gets, the more interesting and longer the story gets. So we're going to have a, we got a lot to pack in here in a half an hour. 
Well, let's, let's try and get it all in then. <laughs> uh, well, I learned a lot of neat things before the show. Number one, that you grew up in Bemidji uh, before you moved to Moorhead. Everyone knows you were from Moorhead. A lot of people know you're yeah. from Moorhead and went on to play at Air Force. But uh, And then you started playing hockey in sixth grade. So I want to kind of pull back the onion a little bit about Bemidji and some of your role models there before you actually moved to Moorhead. Uh, you had youth coaches like Gary Sargent. You know, most most kids today have their dad or maybe some ex-high school star. But uh, what was it like to have those guys as role models? Well, it was, uh, you know, all, all little kids look up to the high school kids and, and that's why they want to be high school players. And and to have those guys as our coaches uh, just brought them a little closer to them. And, and so, yeah, we'd tag along with them and, and they uh, um, were great to us. And, and um, it, it's nice to kind of get close to your role models. So it just inspired us to become good players. And uh, you'd go to the outdoor rink and they'd include you in their games. And, and uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun and a good time to grow up. So you sixth grade, you decide to actually play organized hockey. What was that all about? How did you get involved from not going from not playing to actually lacing it up for real? Yeah, I, well, I don't. We were just outdoor rink kids, and and uh, you know there was uh, seven of us, and and so we, uh, you know, parents get one kid into hockey, they're going to have to get seven in, and, and it's a financial commitment. So um, I, I think it was just kind of a money thing to start, and then. Uh, we spent so much time at the outdoor rink in the winter and, and my parents kind of just said, well, let's go for it. So we, 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 my brother and I joined the in-house league and, and, uh, and then tried out for the traveling team and, and, and made that. And, and then we just kept playing, but yeah, it was, uh, you won't see it now where a kid starts in sixth grade and makes a, you know, the only traveling team. We didn't have like a PWA and B, we just had a PWA team. And, right and so and yeah it was uh um but yeah just grew from the outdoor rinks and, and kind of trying to, to follow our role models and, and be like them so your family moved when you're in eighth grade i can only imagine what the people in moorhead thought when this super future superstar shows up <laughs> uh they got it they got a ringer what, what was it like to arrive <laughs> in moorhead and 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 be in the presence of terry shirtcliffe and what he was building there in moorhead yeah, well, um, yeah, there was no budding superstar coming, but uh, <laughs> they, they seemed like nice kids nonetheless. So, um, yeah, but but um, uh, Coach Shercliffe didn't get there for a few years okay. later. Um, but but um, it, it was uh, it was well. Let, let's just kind of talk about him. The, the actual hockey in, in Moorhead until he got there was there's no nothing to tell there really. It was just a normal little town hockey, but. Um, uh, when Coach Shercliffe came, he, I, I think he was um, in his mid-30s, like like 33 years old, and, and he'd just come off of five years as the head coach at UMD. And uh, he'd gotten let go there and and spent a year uh, still teaching at UMD and then and then came to Moorhead and, and took our head high school job. And um, he was used to, to coaching high-end players. And... And he got us, and I'm sure he just shook his head. And, and he he did a lot of yelling uh, back then uh, that uh, to get to the standard he wanted. And um, and and maybe uh, I'm going to skip ahead and come back to me. But the most selfless thing he ever did as a as a coach was was step aside. He, you know, he was looking for an assistant coach, and, and maybe 
maybe one of your other guests has talked about this, but he was looking for an assistant coach and, and the AD came to him and said, I, I don't have anybody who's applied to be the assistant, but I have a guy, Terry Cullen, who wants to be the head coach. And uh, Shirky said, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he can be the head coach. And uh, so um, he, he was, he was an elementary phi ed teacher. Uh, coach Shercliffe wasn't. And he was dying to get involved with the youth program to build a foundation. And so he stepped aside and, and coach Cullen took uh, the job for one year and, and coach Shercliffe didn't coach at all. Um, just worked with the youth and, and, and did that. I, th- I believe so. Or maybe he coached the JV, but he had nothing to do with the varsity for a year. And, and, and then after that, they got back together and, and uh, coach Shercliffe was his assistant, but 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 that really that was in about 1985 86 I believe and and that's when uh, Moorhead youth hockey took off and you saw the fruits of that seven years later when they made their first state tournament. Yeah, um, and so. one one more person to this holy trinity is Dennis Bushy, who who had moved from like Benson or something like that, and was very involved in hockey. And talk about his contributions to the Moorhead hockey. Yeah, and, and Coach Bushy got there. Um, I believe my senior year. So he, I think he arrived in Moorhead in the fall of, of, of 77. It may have been 76. And he, he coached our Bantam B team for one year, I think. And, and then coached Bantam A's from there and, and stayed the Bantam coach for, for 35 or 40 years. And, and, uh, and yeah, and, and was a tireless worker, uh, would, would do anything they wanted him to do with hockey up there. And he ended up, uh, as you guys know, he, he ended up running the youth rink there, but he's also the scheduler uh, for all the youth teams and um, coach teams and, and had his finger in everywhere. So You left out um, concessions, janitor, Zamboni driver. Zamboni, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So, yeah. it's um, uh, So I, I think my youngest brother had uh, Denny as a coach in Bantams, but, but my brother John, who also went to Air Force, uh, uh, five years after me, um, we both just missed him. Uh, you mentioned you graduated high school in 1978, which is a is a big year in Minnesota hockey. Some of the best players of our generation are either a year ahead of that or you're behind that. So that that three year window is just some fabulous <laughs> players. Namely, in your section, is your section alone? You had Dave Christian, who was a 77 grad at World, and Neil Bratton, who's a 78 grad at Roso. What's it like facing off against these guys? Well, yeah, Roso wouldn't even really play us. Then. <laughs> just too good. Uh, but we, we scrimmaged them and, and yeah, it was kind of fun watching them skate around with the puck for an hour. Um, but yeah, they, um, you, you never, I guess the NHL was so far away then, uh, we'd get the Saturday NHL game of the week on TV. Otherwise we just didn't have access to watch the NHL. So that, that just seemed a million miles away, but you knew they were good players and, um, and, and so yeah, kind of following those guys careers who, who are your own age and, and, and seeing them win an Olympic gold, you know, just really out of high school and, and stuff. That was kind of fun. It wasn't fun to play them, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, and, and, you know, it may be a great thing because we, we did play Warroad every year. And, and about the time you thought you were a pretty good player, you'd play them and, and see how good uh, Dave was and, and realize, you know, uh, you're a club pro and those guys are, are PGA tour guys. And, uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, 
Yeah. So walk through your progress. You said started in sixth grade and and getting into the Air Force Academy. That that alone is a, probably a story. But but the hockey wise, how did you get hockey wise to Air Force Academy? Who was the coach? What was the recruiting process? How did you get there? It, yeah, it was it was really pretty simple. I, I you know Air Force. Um, I think the way it worked was they would kind of just shotgun letters out to high school coaches and say, do you have somebody who meets the academic requirements and, and could maybe play for us. And, and coach Shercliffe called me aside one day and said, Hey, these air force guys want to watch you play. So he, he must've responded to that uh, letter. And, 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 and so um, they had an assistant coach come up and, and watch practice and came over to our house afterwards and, and then said, do we want you to come there? And so that it just kind of ended like that. Uh, and, and that's kind of how recruiting worked back in, in those days. It, um, so, but, um, but you had to get like a con- congressman's yeah, letter and a bunch of other, you know, to yeah. dial it in to, to make it there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I drove to, to Brainerd in a snowstorm to meet with my congressman's uh, <laughs> committee and, uh, and the, uh, yeah, it's a little rugged getting in there and, and then once you do get there, you wish you hadn't gone through the trouble. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but that feeling fades too. But the um, yeah, yeah, you do that. And, and and there's certain ways that the athletic department gets helped out with that. I, I don't know exactly what they are, but um, th- there's certain appointments in there that uh, I, I don't know if they're kind of at large or um, how they do it, but but athletes don't go through the full profile, like uh, just a, a normal kid who would go there. So at least they didn't back when I went. So um, I, I did some of those meetings, but, but I'm not sure how it all worked out. And then magically I was there with a shaved head and um, some guy yelling at me. So here's um, my, here's my takeaway. We had uh, at Minneapolis Southwest, we had a guy who would, who got the appointment every year, like in my one, once a year or someone. And these guys were, Type A. I mean, these were the tryhards in gym class, and the you know the multiple lists of National Honor Society types of kids. When you arrived there, was this what you were met with? I mean, it seemed like everybody there must have been grade A from their high school or from their, you know, just arriving there. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, the uh, kids were very uh, bright, of course, and and the academic standards were well beyond anything I'd been used to, you know, in high school in those days, I mean, I don't know. I don't really remember ever doing much homework. I'd find a way to get it done in (laughs) class or in study hall or something. And, and, uh, they they piled on about six hours a night on you. And and, yeah, they kind of went around the the room the first day and, you know, what do you want to be? And then the first kid says he wants to be an astronaut. And I was like, I, I'd never even contemplated being an astronaut. <laughs> I was just kind of hoping to get a job. And, um, right. Somebody else says, I, I want to be a, a senator. And in the anyway, I knew I was a little out of my depth at that time, <laughs> but um, they still uh, kept pressing on. So, um, yeah, and, and that's what there's a lot of those kids. And it's kind of neat looking back. You know, uh, there's a kid from almost every Air Force class that becomes a Rhodes Scholar and and there's there's kids who've gone on to do great things um, in the military and, and beyond. And uh, some of my friends are running big companies now and, and doing those things. But 
Um, yeah, there's something for everybody. So walk through the the hockey experience in the early eighties at air force Academy to compare it to what it is today. Yeah. The, um, um, well, the coach was a guy named John Matchefs, who's kind of uh, one what? of those. So, like what? Johnny Matchefs? Matchefs? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did. Yeah. He's a, Oh my um, God. Yeah. And, and, and he's a very interesting fellow. In fact, um, the first time I sat down with Coach Eichela uh, and talked, uh, we spent about an hour talking about uh, about Coach Matchefs, and and he had he had some quirks uh, about him. He wouldn't let you turn your hand over on faceoffs and and stuff like that, and and everything had to be done a certain way. And and if he didn't like the way we were regrouping or something, we would do it for an hour and <laughs> come back the next day and do it for another hour and. At, at the Air Force rink, we we were the only customer, so it practice went I think from like three to five. But oh. if he wanted to go three to six thirty, we went three to six thirty. And uh, he, uh, yeah, but he he was really good, and he he's um, kind of formed the the foundation for me because he was so detailed in in how we did things in the defensive zone and how we you know, uh, did line, uh, zone entries and, and stuff that, uh, he was way ahead of his time and, and he was a big, uh, he studied the Europeans and he was probably ahead of Brooks in, in that way too. Um, but, but he tried to work a lot of the flow and, and stuff like that, that the Russians did into our game because he figured we didn't have the talent of the teams we were playing that we had to, to find a way to confuse them or to, to, to go at him another way rather than just up and down the ice. Did you know when he was your coach what a legend he was? I mean, there's he won the, wasn't two national titles. He yeah. won three. Oh, uh, but did high he school. did he tell you this stuff? Yeah, the, well, we knew. Um, yeah, and, and I spent a lot of time with Coach. He, he uh, I found him to be an interesting character, and I'm a, a pretty curious guy. So, so I, I would ask him, and, and he. He kind of thought as Air Force guys, we were weak because he did like two years in the Marines during the Korean War. And as it turns out, he was on like the Marine golf team or something like that. He'd say, you guys have it so easy. We'd spend six hours shining our shoes and go out in formation for 10 minutes and the sun would ruin them and we'd have to spend six more hours and you know, we'd kind of give them the, well, we like to work smarter, not harder thing. And, <laughs> uh, and he wasn't buying it, but yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of time with coach matchups and he was a, like I say, a very interesting guy. And um, I, I found him fascinating, but he, yeah, an Olympic uh, made the Olympic team as a sophomore in high school um, and then couldn't go because it, it would have made him ineligible for high school hockey. <laughs> so uh stayed and then uh in 52 he was he won three national championships at michigan yeah, in 51 52 and 53 and, and uh i think it was the, the the final four mvp one year and and then went on the 56 olympic team squaw uh, valley right no yeah, no. 60, uh, no he was in, yeah uh cortina italy or something yes, like that maybe yes. and uh yeah so and, and they had a uh, you know, I think uh, Coach Eichelow was on that team. He was, and, you know, yeah. A bunch of others. And 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 he wouldn't – there are certain teams that, that Coach Matchefs wouldn't play. Like, we wouldn't play Army back then. Uh, because, <laughs> really? Um, it, because Coach Riley and, – and this is something that, that I used to tell the story, and then it all came out uh, later. But um, uh, he didn't like Coach Riley because he cut 
Coach Brooks right before the Olympics to, to put uh, – I, I forget one of the Harvard Cleary guy. brothers on the team. Yeah, Bob or Bill Cleary. Uh, yes, one, Bill one Cleary. One was on and one was off, and and he took the other one and cut Brooks. And and uh, Matchef just thought that that was, uh, uh, you know, not not the way to do it. And uh, so, he, he yeah, he had told me that story in the in the early '80s, and then it, I think it kind of became a story when Miracle came out and and stuff later on. But uh, yeah, so he just. He was that kind of guy. He, he would, he, he'd hold a grudge for a hundred years. So, the so, ranger. So, tell me <laughs> yeah. again. Tell me about what was your competition? What was your conference? Who did you play? Did you play some? Did you play D three teams too? We we did. Yeah, yeah. We would play like um the top teams. Like we usually played Mankato State. Right before they became D one, we played them every year, and then we um played. Uh, um, Gustavus, typically they were at the top of the, the, uh, Mayak then. And then uh, St. Thomas was really good one year and we played them, but, but then we'd play, um, uh, Denver and, and, uh, CC a couple times every year and, and the Alaska schools. And we'd always make an Eastern trip, uh, uh, and play some of those teams. Uh, we played New Hampshire and, uh, Maine and, and uh, Merrimack, Dartmouth uh, on trips out there. We went to North Dakota my sophomore year and to Wisconsin my senior year. Oh, that's um, cool. Did you so play at the Broadmoor? Where, did, where were your home games? We, we had one right on campus. We okay. had a nice rink. We're still The rink they're still playing in, in fact, okay. um, right on campus. And so, yep. Okay, well, let, let's right. let's sorry. keep it we moving. We keep going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. that was a yeah. Johnny Matchiff's size. Yeah, you know, yeah. rabbit hole. Sorry about that. Um. Okay. So, after Air Force Academy, you stay in the Air Force for how long? I I was on active duty for twenty two and a half years. Where did you live primarily? I I only um I didn't have the typical military experience. I, I went to a year of pilot training in Oklahoma and. and um, and then uh, flew cargo planes in Southern California for um, about six and a half years. And, and then uh, I moved to the Washington, D.C. suburbs, and I was there for the, the next 15, really, yeah, for 15 years there. So then what brought you back to Minnesota? Why, what brought you back to, uh, to Andover? Right. Well, uh, my wife got a job here is the short story. I, okay. I had retired from the service and spent three years um, in, at the, you know, going on field trips with my elementary school son, or I, I guess my daughter was, uh, was just going into middle school. And I, I spent a lot of time doing things that, that parents didn't normally do. And um, I, I went to a couple interviews for, jobs one of them was a was a really neat one where we were the guy had the top floor of like a 65 story building and uh right kind of right across the street from nbc news in fact it might have been the same building that the like nhl headquarters were in or or something at the time and and um and it was kind of neat looking out his window and around the skyline of manhattan but um the job wasn't for me so I, i i was looking for the right job my wife had a very good job there and and so um, when I retired, she, she wanted to keep that job. So we stayed in there for three years and then, then came to, uh, Minnesota when, when she got a new job up here. And what does she, I had, what does she do? This is, I'm not fascinated. Well, she was, she was a marketing person back then. And, and, uh, she, she actually, she ran a horse track in Maryland. 
um, and and that was um, the horse track in Maryland. The horse track in Maryland. No, uh, okay. no. Her, although her boss moved, her big boss moved over there, and, and she had an opportunity to go as well. But um, we at that time, I think she was kind of trying to get back here too. And where's she and from? So she's from Anoka. Okay. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So where where did you guys meet? Yeah. If well, there was a couple of Anoka kids on our on our hockey team out there, and, and one of them, one of her friends, dated one of those guys. So she came out on a couple of trips there, and then. Uh, and, and met her then, but, uh, and then I got stationed with one of those kids, uh, out in California. And so she came out to visit him and his wife and, uh, got history. There, okay. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so she, wants I, I think to she make... tells that story in about 45 minutes. <laughs> three sentences. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Andover, you moved to Andover. And you need to get a job. Walk Wait, through. how what? old were you when yeah. you moved yeah. to Canada? Was this like 45? Yeah. Um, yeah, 40, 46 or so. And yeah, you retired? 47. Yeah, yep, I was retired. <laughs> You're like yeah, the cool that's... dad who goes on all the field trips, right? Yeah, this is it? Yeah, well, and the cool kid to everyone but my son. Right. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I did that. And then I, I didn't have a job up here, but. Um, I, that was looking, I mean, I was willing to work, uh, at home Depot or wherever. And, um, uh, uh, the, I, I was just, my, my son was a second year peewee and had made our peewee team. And, and we were sitting in the stands and, and, uh, uh Craig Perry was, uh, worked at the high school league, uh, just retired from there last year. And, um, he was a dad on that team too. And we'd sit off in the corner and, and watch the games and, uh, but there was a, a group of parents on our team that were trying to to get rid of the peewee coaches, and uh, and we didn't understand aren't they why. All, but aren't yeah, all exactly. peewee parents getting rid of the, want to get rid of the coach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and um, and and so the uh, we, we like I say we we were outside of that process, and and so the board's solution to to appease these folks were to to add me on the bench with them, which put me in an awkward spot as a new guy in town, but I, I did it and, and, uh, and finished the year out. And then the, the next year I was the peewee coach. So, um, so hang on now. You had, had you ever coached a youth sports team until that day? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, for like two years in Maryland, like a might team or a score in a score team or something like that. But it, begrudgingly, there just wasn't anybody else to do it. Correct. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. So I'm leading you here. I'm leading you, Mark, to, to the ultimate story here. We'll get there in a minute. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I coached our, our peewee team with Craig Perry one year then and, and uh, did that. And, um, while I was there, um, uh, Bill Thorson had done a, a high performance camp for Minnesota hockey and, and was on the same staff with Denny Bushy and, and, and Bill Thorson was our head high school coach at the time. And, uh, he was lamenting to, to Bushy that he, he didn't, uh, uh, have anybody for, to, to be an assistant coach or he's looking for one and, and nobody had uh, applied or, or whatever. And, and Bushy said, well, but I, I know a guy who, who's just moved to Andover and he doesn't even have a job. He, he'd be happy to help you, I'm sure. So uh, Thorson called, and and, and, uh, and we got together, and uh, I, I started out as his, uh, like an assistant coach on the JV uh, that, that first year, and, and that's how I got to Andover hockey, high school hockey. 
So how does the, I'm just dying now? How does the, how does this flip go from Bill the head coach to you the head coach and him the assistant? I gotta hear how this. Well, he was um played he was that first year as the as the assistant on the uh, JV. Like you say, I, I I didn't know how how the whole thing worked, and and so like I'd, I'd go to JV practice, and and then I'd like the JV skated first in those days, and. And, and so I'd do that and then I'd stay on the ice for varsity. And, and then, then at the games, I, I would coach a JV and I just thought it was part of my responsibility to, to sit in the stands and take notes and, and then go in between periods and tell the head coach kind of what, where we were good and bad and what we could do different and, and stuff. And so I, I, I was doing that kind of thing. And, um, and, and about halfway through the year, he said, why don't you come down to the varsity bench and, and, so, so I did, and, and uh, he let me run the forwards, and um, and then at the end of the year, he said, you know, what, do you think you'd like to to be the head coach? And I, I said, yeah, someday. What, like, what were you thinking? And, and he said, like, next year. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> is is this because Bill? I mean, Bill's kids at the time, I'm guessing, were really, really young. I'm, you know, right? Yeah, Gunner would have been uh, his oldest. Would have been about uh, maybe going to be a his last year of mites maybe. And right. so Ella's probably and, still yeah. in diapers, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was really young. And, and so, but, but he was, yeah, I think Gavin was just starting in hockey. So he had two little ones at, and running around plus a baby at home. And, and so I think he just wanted less of a commitment. And so um, it, it's hard to, so it's hard to become a head coach without, you know, an interview and it's hard to get the head coaching job. If your resume is, one year as a JV assistant. And so we, uh, but, but Bill had convinced our athletic director that I was the right guy for the job. So we were um, designated as co-head coaches for one year, because once you do that, you can make a guy a co-head coach without an additional interview, I think. And, right. Yeah. And, and then you can just make him the head coach if the other guy steps down. So, so, so that's kind of how it worked that we were co-head coaches, although, um, you know, we, we kind of treated as uh, I was the head and he was an assistant. So, um, oh, God, this yeah. has been worked. We're, we're 26 minutes in and I'm, I'm still fascinated by this. Okay. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about your favorite tennis shoe yet. What's your favorite tennis shoe to wear? <laughs> Air Force One. Yeah. All right. Good deal. All right. We got that yeah. in. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So, and over hockey at the start. It, it, it was a lot different than what it is right now. Let's kind of talk about the progression. Uh, you know, you start to have a good team in 2012. You get to the finals with Chase and Nat, and you play Duluth East. Yeah. Um, the, um, I, I would just take it one step back. Actually, sure, in 2010, sure. when uh, uh, Cal Dukowski was a yes, senior, yes. we, we – we got to the section semis and, and it was our first time ever in Duluth. I think it was about the seventh year of the program, maybe the eighth. And uh, we'd never made it out of the play-in game or the court. Maybe we'd won the, gotten to a quarterfinal once, but um, we made it to Duluth for the first time and, and still in the deck. I think it was the last year of the deck. I think so too. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, uh, and play and got beat uh, three to nothing or three to one by, I think it's three nothing maybe by Duluth East and, and, and that was our first good team. They had been to a state Bantam tournament or at least to the VFW tournament. And, and there were a lot of good players on that team. And, and Cal ended up going and, and being a captain at uh, UMD. And 
He was a and Mr. So Hockey was, finalist and everything. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. He had 79 points his senior year, which is still our record. Um, and and so yeah, he was a, a a great player. And 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 then the next year we 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 had the 15 seniors on that team. And and so the next year we were down obviously. And um and but we had a group of sophomores that were really good and and a, a small core of juniors who. Um, by the time we got to 2012, when they were seniors, um, I, I like small groups of seniors sometimes if you have the right ones, because there's no confusion as to who's in charge. The, the, they kind of own the locker room, and if they get along and are good kids, um, they can get the younger kids in line, and the younger kids play loose because they don't have the pressure of it being senior year. They're not really thinking about college yet. And, and so in 2012, that was kind of the – the, the perfect scenario for us where the, the senior group were, were, were good leaders, really good at the younger kids. They had some skill and, and the younger group just went out and played. And, and then we got phenomenal goaltending. Of course, Chase had an unbelievable year. And um, just to put it in perspective in, in our first day tournament team uh, for the whole season, we gave up 366 shots on net, I think, which you know, works out to be around 15 or something like that, 14 and a half maybe. And, and, in, in the 2012, when we made it to a section final, I, I think we gave up 900 and some, you know, which is, you know, works out to 30, the mid thirties or high. It was, it was over 30, our average. I know. I think Maple Grove, we tied two to two uh, and they had like 68 shots on that. So it's, um, it, it, we, we got there on the back of chase and we had enough uh, uh, balance scoring up front that, um, we could succeed against a lot of teams, but uh, Duluth East that year was very good, and, and they probably were. They got upset by Lakeville South, I believe, in the first round of the yeah. state oh, tournament. Oh yeah, but that's a good had, reminder uh, to Carl. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good take on the work. Work. No Nice work. I've got a few others if he needs any other. <laughs> oh, uh, we're always know, here so. for that ammo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, Chase yeah. wasn't the only good goalie in those early years. You had another one, but after Chase, after Chase, uh, Matty Rooney. What's it like having an Olympic gold medalist uh, under on your resume to coach? Yeah, well, she um, she was very interesting. Uh, uh, she she did a great job. She and she had played youth hockey with the boys growing up, and 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 so she was familiar with uh, the locker room setup and and stuff, but. Uh, she she was coached just like everybody else. She just showed up and and put her head down and went to work. and And when the, the practice was over, she went she went uh, uh, and worked out with the guys and, and showed up the next day and worked hard again. And, and so uh, after a little while, you, you didn't even really think about the uh, the girl being on the team. You, you had to make locker room arrangements, but, but that was second uh, fiddle to. I mean, the, the the young guys were you had been doing that for ten years with her, so. Uh, it was there was no disruption and uh, um, it really was seamless, at least, you know, in, in our scenario. Others might not have had it like that, but who've done it since. But but she was a great teammate and a great player for us. And, and she almost beat Duluth East in the quarterfinals. Right. Yeah. Year. I think we lost two nothing or three to one, maybe again, low scoring game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she was phenomenal to have. And and of course, it's great now to sit and watch her success and. You know, we're hoping she can bring back a second gold medal. Did you keep an eye on her in, in 18? Did that, that whole tr- trip through Pyeongchang, yeah. what was it called? Well, yeah. God, Whatever. I can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many hard words there. All right. Yeah, Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang, yeah. Uh, it, the, um, 
I, I had kept in touch with her all the time. I, like typically my guys who move on to play hockey somewhere after high school, I'll, I'll check their box scores and, and or websites or whatever, and, and then send them a note. Like every week I try to send something. Uh, um, so like last night after UMD's game, uh, uh, the, like uh, the Bulldogs lost in a shootout, but I thought uh, Wyatt was very good. I, I just sent him a note, tough loss, but thought you're very good. Keep it up, you know, proud of you or something. And, and, and so I, the same with her, you know, I, I send her a text and say hey, great job today. And, and so I'd always kind of been in contact with her. Um, not so much during the Olympic year though, uh, because I didn't really know their schedule. They were playing all over the place and, and doing their thing, but they got to, to Korea and, and we didn't know if she was the starting goalie. And, and, and so my wife asks and, you know, Hey, can you text her and see if she's going to play tonight? Because <laughs> I remember the games were on in the middle of the oh, night. In the so, morning, like four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so I go, I'm not texting her on game day. And, <laughs> and then my son came down the steps and he goes, Maddie's playing. And, and my wife said, well, how do you know? And she said, oh, I texted her. <laughs> so evidently <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't have the same game day protocol as I did, but uh, so. So, yeah, anyway, and, and then, you know, afterwards, I, I kept in real close contact with her because I, I just, you know, there's a lot of people who want time and attention and, and other things from you when you you get successful like that. And I, I was just wanted to know I was there to guide her in case, you know, someone wanted to sign on to a deal that looked too good to be true and, <laughs> and ended up being that way. So, right. um um, and, and now though, she's, she's pretty established. They, she bought a, bought a house, uh, here in the, the North Metro. And, and I is, saw that on Instagram. Yeah. And it's doing really well. A lot so. of land. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good for so, her. Yeah. So not, not, uh, so involved with her now, uh, that she's, uh, you know, had a little experience and stuff, but yeah, kept in close contact with, a num- for, with her for a number of years. So we, you, you mentioned Billy Thorson a little bit, and there's a lot of – here's a few names that jump out at me as have been instrumental in the growth of your current success, a guy like Bernie Knox and Mike Clough. It just mm-hmm. seems like those families uh, are are really strong on both the boys and the girls' side at Andover Youth Hockey, and that parlays into success for you at the high school level. Yeah, it really helps. It, you know, other guy, a guy like Bob Crone, who's kind of a real silent uh, guy. Yep. Uh, but helping out too. And, and a, a number of guys like we've had tremendous um, uh, help from the youth board too. And there's been uh, five or six presidents of the youth association that have been really supportive of our program and, and uh, kind of want to be behind the scenes with it. But, but you hit on a lot of the big ones and, and, and Don Kaiser and, and, um, and, and yeah, they, um, they, they bring the players first of all, which really helps, but they, um, you know, Bernie Knox is a, is a great example that uh, runs at hometown hockey, which has developed a, a ton of players and kept, kept a lot of players playing that otherwise wouldn't because yep. they gravitate to other sports. And, um, and, and then everyone you mentioned their their kids are excellent role models too. And, and, um, they get on the ice with the little guys and, and, uh, and put in the hours to make sure that our program is going to be good for years to come. Okay, so let's talk about the the bulldog in, or the greyhound in the room. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. you've beaten them three times at mm-hmm. Andover, including yeah. this year, 
and, but there have been some very heartbreaking losses up in the Amsoil. Yes, yeah, and other places. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let's talk about the 18 and 19 years. Those were some real, real good teams from Andover. Yeah. Yeah, 18 um, was a surprise because we were uh, we had the great um, – well, it's kind of like 2012, a small senior class but but outstanding kids, and they were great leaders. Um, maybe uh, Brandon McNamara was, our, I think, our second leading scorer maybe, and he was in that class. He plays at Gus Davis now. Um, and But the, the, the real high-end kind of skill at the time was our junior class, Charlie Shane, who's – um, in Sioux City on his way to Arizona State and Nick Dainty um, who chose to to not play hockey beyond high school so he could get on he's looking for a career in the medical field and so um, they were our skill and then we had this whole group of sophomores um, who we didn't know what they were going to be right sophomores are, are kind of wild cards they're good one game and awful the next and you, you never know which one's going to show up but there, there were so many and they were so good that and, and they, you could tell in the summer camp before 18, they came in and they said, you know what, boys, we're, gonna, we're here to take your jobs and there's nothing you can do about it. And they <laughs> went and they hard. It, they, and, and so, yeah, 2018 was a surprise. We ended up at 22 and six that year um, and won the conference championship. And it was shocking to all of us. And so uh, when in uh, my, we, our, um, section semifinal game had been canceled by a snowstorm. Yep. Uh, we were going to play Elk River, and and I forget who East had maybe Cloquet or, or someone, but um, the uh, and and that was on uh, semifinal Saturday, as you know, and and um, it was canceled. Then on Sunday, I got a call. My father had died, and so I ran up to. I I didn't go right away because we had the semifinal had been rescheduled for Monday, so I went and coached in that game. And, and then went up to Moorhead to be with my mom uh, and then came to the section final against East uh, straight from uh, my dad's funeral. And, and Coach Shercliffe, I, you know, can't thank him enough. He, he made the trip with me. And so, oh. um, and anyway, and, and so that game was kind of a blur for me, but um, Charlie Shane had, had gotten a breakaway in the first period and, and hit three pipes. And I think, and um and it didn't go in, uh, even though I was pretty sure it did. I thought I might throw my jacket on the ice. <laughs> um, and, the, uh, um, and yeah, and, and so we, we had a 2 nothing lead in that game going to the third period. And um, they got one back, and they were peppering us. And, and I um, tied it up with, uh, I think, 58 seconds left yeah. or less. And, and then scored on a shot that was going... 10 feet wide of the net that Logan Anderson put his stick up to defend himself, I think, and it hit <laughs> the shaft of his stick and deflected into the net and from about 30 feet out. And, and so, and we lost. So, yeah. Um, if we had gone to the state tournament that year, we would have gotten killed probably. We just, we were playing so far above our heads at times that, uh, you know, it, it just, you kind of wondered when it would crumble and, and then you had a, a two nothing lead and going to the third period and, and uh, you know, just trying to hang on really, even though it looked, looked pretty good for us, but um, we weren't ready for us, but, but it helped us uh, grow as a group for the next year. And, and like you said, then we went back up there, got back to the game and, and, uh, and that was just a weird game. I, I felt like that year we were probably the better team. Yeah. And uh, um, 
yeah, just uh, one of those games where it was uh, prison rules on the ice. And <laughs> when, when you get in a game there where it's, you know, felonies only or something, I call it, the uh, Duluth East has a big advantage over us. If you get the ticky-tack refs, um, you know, I think we we hold up pretty good. Uh, if you get the guys who who want to make it a, a, a brawl, then, then against a team like Duluth East, we're at a disadvantage. So. And, and Rand knows how to find those advantages, too. That's something he's always good at. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I would never... Uh, say anything bad about coach Randolph. I, I don't know how much influence he did in that in, had in that game is um, just the way these guys called the game and, and that's yeah. their prerogative. Yeah. But, uh, but he certainly realized it. And so the game, a lot of times, you, you know, you get a penalty call on you early. Um, things t- tend to calm down, but when you don't get that call, things just get worse. And, and, and it's hard for a referee and, and that job's hard enough, but when, when you let one thing go, it, it's hard to call it five minutes later on the other team. Yep. So it just kind of became one of those games where I think each team had, had two power plays maybe in the whole game. So, <laughs> and there was uh, a murder, <laughs> an yeah, assault, yeah, manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. It's so. weird though. But like when you know, you coaches get credit for wins and you know, get, credit for losses and all that stuff but once you get to overtime in a section final it doesn't matter it's just the coaching kind of goes out the door doesn't it yeah i think to to yeah for sure and and um on that particular play you know they got a power play and and we were pretty familiar with how their power play worked but we made two mistakes on our penalty kill right off the face off that were kind of uncharacteristic for us and and the, the and they did a little something we hadn't seen. Sent uh, Ryder Donovan to the back door, and and uh, they they scored really just you know five seconds into the power play. But uh, so there's maybe a little influence you can have in a situation like that. But like I say, you you plan for it, and and then they do a little something different, and all the planning goes out the window. So yeah, at that time of year, your kids just kind of have to react to to what's going on, and and do the best they can. And we just happened to come up short. Let's talk about this year's team. I mean, you, you made yeah. the state the last two years. Does it feel uncomfortable to hear the term Andover is now the king of 7AA? You've won it two years in a row. Your youth program is rock solid. This year's team is top 10. How does it feel mm-hmm. to be kind of the favorite in the section versus the underdog? Well, I think the kids would say this too. You know, I, 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 I've never thought of us as the favorite. Well, that's not true. In, in 1920, that year when, yeah. when all those sophomores have been seniors, I, I felt like it was our tournament to lose. Right. Yeah. Um, so to get to state, but, but last year, obviously we were a, a severe underdog to Grand Rapids and, and then had to play the section final at their place. And, and, um, and then this year, um, hang on, let me a second. Danny and I were yeah. talking about this before yeah. we called you. We think that's one of your best wins of your 200 is beating Rapids with Jack Peart at Rapids. I know not yeah. a sold out IRA, but still beating them there. That's a feather in your hat. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I can't think of a better one. Um, that, that for sure would, it's a program you know, win. It really it would, is. Yeah. It would, it, it, yeah, there's no, none more satisfying for sure. Um, the, uh, yeah, it was pretty hostile in there. They, they count a little different in Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Uh, 
the uh, I'm not sure what what higher mass they use, but uh, <laughs> it, it worked out, and, and our kids enjoyed it too. So their, their students kind of sat right by our bench, and where Shifsky could celebrate when he went by them, and um, so it it was yeah. I think that that is kind of a, a landmark win for us, and 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 they were very very good. They they were very very and and when you say Andover's kind of the king of seven double A, I. I, I would still submit that Grand Rapids is the team to beat this year. They have everybody back but Jack. And, and nice so. try, Mark. Very nice <laughs> try. I like your yeah, work. Carl here. says differently. Let's yeah. put it that way. We follow what well, Carl says. Carl says you're the best. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should come to practice sometime and watch us. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, oh, we're kidding. We're giving yes. you crap yeah. here. You know. Yeah. No. It, it's um. But but I do have a lot of respect for their team. We'll get a chance to go up there. I think February eighth and, and see them in person. And and I'm sure there'll be some posture in that game in case we get a chance to meet up again. And, um. You know, the future of Section Seven is a, is a little weird and. You know, Duluth East has struggled here for a couple of years, but but they have enough skill in their, their youth program to, to get back to where they were a, a few years ago. But uh, Cloquet and, and, you know, is, is kind of down. And I, I watched their Bantam team play this year, and they looked like they might be pretty good. So so maybe they'll get back. I know Grand Rapids' uh, youth program has some spotty years. Uh, um, in fact, I think that, you know, it kind of looks like Hibbing might be the – uh, have a, a really good uh, peewee team right now and maybe in a few years their program will be back even though they're not in seven double a but yeah maybe the power is moving to the south and in seven double a now and you've forgotten a, blaine and coon rapids coon rapids don't don't sleep on the cardinals right now well no and, and i won't there there are rivals and, and uh, too and but um you know, like uh, Northern Edge, I think St. Francis and yeah. North Branch or whatever, they're they're in Double A now too. So there's what six Southern teams in 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 Seven Double A now, and then four up north, and who knows how much longer Marshall and Cloquet will stay. So right, right. It's just the geography's changing, and and I'm with most people who say I like when there's Northern teams in the state tournament. Um, I, I I like everybody yeah. else loves to to cheer for for a new team from up there and, and, uh, and, you know, I'm not going to let one of them get there at our expense, but, no. uh, it's, um, you know, we, we kind of like that, you know, when we came, I came to my first state tournament in 72 and, and, uh, Bemidji played the international falls and, and then there was another Northern team. I forget which one, and, you know, and then the next year, I think Hibbing won the state tournament. And so, or, or maybe Hib- yeah, Hibbing International Falls won in '72 and Hibbing in '73. Yeah, um, and and it, you know everybody cheers for them. It's, they uh, do. They still do. So well, when we're watching Andover this year, when you're going well, what's going well? When you're like you said, come to practice sometimes. Where 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 can we where where can Andover be beaten? And when you're going well, how do you how do you stop them? You know. Um, well, we we have good goaltending, um, and and we have. Uh, uh, our defensemen are, are very skilled as well, and, and we've got a good group of forwards. Um, when we're not going, um, like the, the 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 one game where the roof kind of caved in on us this year was up in Moorhead, where um, yes. we got overwhelmed a little bit up front, and uh, it was early in the year, and and uh, uh, you know we we just were too loose in our end, and it was a very competitive game that got just a little out of hand on the scoreboard, but I, I don't think the game was that one sided. 
Um, it was a little awkward. You mentioned uh, about compressor going out in the youth rink, and, and that's what happened that week. We were supposed to play at the youth rink, and, and uh, the day before, two days before, uh, time and rink changed, and and uh, so our varsity got off the bus. We were running a little late because uh, um, the weather wasn't good that day and, and got off the bus, and half hour later we're out in the ice, and I think our, our guys' heads were still on the bus, so um didn't help but we can we we've lately uh i i think we are not enough of a blue collar team i i we we have a tendency to 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 try and do things the easy way and i think every high school coach would maybe say that at at a time or two and or something one time or another i should say and 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 so we we will if the perimeter game works for us we're happy to play that way right um i think when you see games that that we've won this year the kind of the big group of teams we've won uh against uh roseau uh uh, maple grove creton durham hall uh, hill murray um i think in those games we've gotten uh on the ice with the mentality that we were going to get to the net and nobody wants to say we play really good against the good competition and and we play bad against the bad competition because you want your team to, to take the ice with the same mentality every night. But I, I think that we might have a little of that right. going on in our room and, and it's a hard thing to correct, but I, I suppose at the end of the day, if you just play really good against the good competition, that should be enough. But um, we look for perfection. I mean, I don't know. We don't, we don't judge ourselves against the other team so much as we, we judge ourselves against our ability and, and um, our potential. And so if we're average and win a game, then uh, that's not acceptable really to, to our staff. And so we, we want them to, to treat every team as though they're Creighton Durham Hall or, or Maple Grove or Moorhead. Well, this has been an awesome time with you, Mark. Appreciate your time. I've gotten to know you even better, and I hopefully our audience has too. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for all you guys do for uh, high school hockey. Wow. That was a very detailed interview without talking about the thing that he always gets asked about, which we did not want to talk about and still we won't. We did it. We did it. We did it. I'm oh. so proud. I'm, I'm impressed you got through two hours without talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's a lot. There was a lot there. I think once we got to Johnny Matches, uh, our uh, the uh, <laughs> the train just derailed. We were close to getting off the rails, and he goes, "Yeah, my college coach was John Matches." I'm like, "Uh, like the John Matches?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh boy." And it was like. I knew that. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't know it. That was that was news to me. That I remember reading Lauren's thing on matches, and it was in there about yeah. Air Force. That's cool. That yeah. was super cool. I liked how he got into the school. Uh, the the fact- got into coaching. You know, there was a fun yeah. interview. Yeah, you missed it, Carl. It was awesome. Let me yeah, say. I sure did miss it. <laughs> <laughs> for our, for our listeners, I you know we get like. Planned it out. Okay, what time are we doing the podcast this week? 8 a.m. Okay, okay, I'll be ready at 8 a.m. Well, by 10 the a.m. T- rolls around. <laughs> well, by I the time I learned and learned cool. about all this, Carl, it was already so late last night that, and I forgot to text you this morning. So it was either you were waking up to seeing a text to go back to bed. But well, I was doing rankings till when? 
Probably. Ooh. You know, we left you at, I don't know, in the 9 o'clock hour, so you were done with those by 10.30? You're done at 10. Maybe. 10, probably. Probably. Yeah. You yeah, don't spend any time night. with that. Um, okay, let's talk about some games. And I'm going to break my normal order. I normally go sequentially throughout the week, but I think the game that we all want to talk about is the Hermantown-Warroad game. Hermantown 2, Warroad 1 in overtime. This was in my top five games that I've seen in my life. Um, this was lived up to the hype. Um, my first takeaway was the speed and the precision of these teams. They're passing um, their ability uh, both their top two lines got yeah. a lot of ice time. Um, I thought the officiating was really good last night. That that yeah. helps. It wasn't yeah. garbage. There was they were all pretty good games. There were some missed calls, but it was fifty fifty. Wasn't yeah. it? Very fair. It fair. wasn't the Wyzetta Hermantown gifted goal game. That I don't think anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't any of that going on. There's no it, funny business. It wasn't the Holy Family EP section no. semi where no disallowed goals. You know, this was very straightforward. I thought that was my thing is I thought they were good. And I thought one of the things, the keys to the game as it was progressing was the that world only carries four deep. That didn't matter. Yeah. No, it, it yeah. didn't, matter. didn't matter. I thought they would wear down because in the first period they were sloppy. And mm-hmm. by the second and third period they, they kind of, you know, stopped world whipping their stick. Better and better as this game went along. And in the third period their forecheck was really controlling the game for long stretches there. And it's like you could see it building, building, building. But then there was a moment with about a minute and a half left where – the two plants just broke the spell with two awesome chances that Slikinski somehow saved. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, it was just a barn burner. The and Ty Hansen save, too, that, on the breakaway? Yeah, yeah. That like how did the defensemen yeah. get behind their defensemen? That, that's the, the, the most Ty Hansen play ever. Yeah. It, it, it just Hammer had a fabulous game. He played unreal. The quality of chances definitely favored Hermantown in yep. this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I and Hammer had the better of the games between him and Callaway. It's unfortunate the best player in the ice has to have the most, you know, whatever, disheartening, dismal play happen against him because yeah. everybody, yeah. even the Hermantown people, Pat Andrews after the game was giving him a hug like, hey, yeah, you know, it's not you, it's not, this <laughs> wasn't on you, and you know, and he knew it. But, you know, at the time, it's just it was hard to watch because he had made so many big saves. He made a he made a pad save while on his back that I still don't know how he made it. It was yeah. like he like had it on a stick or something. He had an extra yeah. pad. I'm like, where did that pad come from? It was remarkable save. The, there has been no team that I've seen to Waro that shut down the triangle game of Hermantown because Hermantown likes to play in a triangle down low and kind of feed yeah. the slot. Oh, yeah. and. That only happened once, right, Carl? Right, yeah. The, the, the plants could do so little of what they normally love to do. They were just did not have the room to operate. There was a play. I yeah. think it was in the third. Yeah, it would have been in the third period. Max Plant just wide open in front. He had the pin, you know, one-timer, shot it right into the goalie. And I know Max pretty well. He this pretty emotional kid. I can only imagine the rage on his face when he didn't <laughs> bury that bad boy. But that's what's so fun about this game, watching the personalities, watching the skill. And, oh, you this know, is funny. Before fun. the game, Zam, the whole blue clue is here. No, his exact words. He goes, oh, they brought the whole blue army here today. <laughs> Thank you, Zam. For that, <laughs> that, that was, was funny. That was well done. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. A couple other comments on this game. Um, 
Well, I, I don't think I've ever been in a quieter arena in a tense big game. I think it was so tense. Yeah, no, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, everyone was just so glued to the game, back and forth. No one's really yelling anything. It's just straight tension. Yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> so we were all, all up in that little press row, and then we got the two managers filming there who are both freaking out. Yeah, they in were. different respects, and so that was yeah, yeah. that was hilarious. I'm like grabbing the Waro kid, like, come on. His name was Cannon. <laughs> Cannon. I'm like, how do I yeah. get stuck with Tony and you get Cannon? Cannon. You know? Yeah. They uh, were good. Those guys were great. Oh, they were super yeah, nice. Yeah. It, from I'll give you my perspective on broadcasting A with a AirPod in my one AirPod, listening to Will knock out an unbelievable broadcast, yeah. and I'm getting you love yeah. your will. After the after the game, I'm getting all these sex like we can hear you, we can't hear you. We were kind of <laughs> it was volleying back and forth whether we could be heard or not heard, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But from my perspective is I got Danny and Carl literally you call them the the uh the peanut gallery. The peanut gallery is literally six inches behind me laughing at something, making fun of me. It was the yep. it was the best. It was the most fun and the worst fun all at the same time. Like, would you guys just shut up? I'm trying to call a game here. You know, you start doing the family trees. You're gonna get it. Sorry. My family trees were amazing. I only got through about half of it too. But especially in the world side, there's so many brothers and cousins and aunts and uncles and grandpas and Cal Marvins and it's 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 fun to have yeah. all that information that I've generated over the years and just kind of belt it all off. And who knows if anyone heard a darn word of it. I. But as far as games, though, this game, I it was a can't miss on the schedule and on the ice. That was one of the best games. Just yeah, it no. just lived up to it. Jazzy Some said love those those five to four games, but I, I no my favorite games are these like one to two chess match. Fighting I, for every square foot of ice. I just love those games. And I said to Jenny Slukinski afterwards, I, I was like, you know, it's there's so much of it's like a release after a game like mm-hmm. that because you just you're white knuckling the whole game. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a like an emotional like let let go type of thing that like you only see it at the state tournament, I think. It's so funny. You know, I, a lot of times I might, as I'm broadcasting, you might start leaning towards a team, you know, like yeah. a 60-40 lean or whatever. But every time someone scored, I'd be like, yeah! And I'm like, I'm not even cheering. I was just, yeah, because it was so hard for teams to score. Yeah. I was more of a, yeah, like, we got one here, you know, and Will's going to go crazy. Because I know he's going to just go bonkers when someone scores. Both, all three goals he was going bonkers. He was as, as even-handed as a Hermantown junior in high school could be. I thought he did a fantastic job. It also never felt like when Hermantown scored first, Waro didn't shut down. No. And that was that was big. I think one of my huge takeaways in this game is Waro leaves this game knowing that they're as good, if not better, than yeah. Hermantown. And, and, and we saw that in talking to Hardwick afterwards. You know, he was, he was fine. You yeah. Know, I, I think they knew... They played well, but they can play better. You know, Gardner didn't do a whole ton other than like that one ridiculous shot he got off. Yeah, there's a Lemieux goal that Lemieux yeah. scores on the goal line, uh, like all the way by the boards. It was like that. It was like that. Yeah. And it was like, what the? Well, how did and that the get on that? Save that Callaway made on that. That puck mm-hmm. was going in the net. Yeah, he yeah. was like six feet. Uh, from the board, six feet from the line. It was a yeah. very shallow angle shot that he put where it was going in the net. Yeah. I I was very impressed with Damon Gardner, actually. You know, I think after that game, I'm 
convinced that he's a Mr. Hockey candidate. I think so, too. I, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the guys that impressed me most in black were the sophomores, the past. Yeah. Murray, Marvin, Cordes. And, and everywhere. And, uh, and Carson, Carson Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Both played mm-hmm. their guts out last night. Mm-hmm. They were they were fantastic. Yeah, they were so good. That We talked about driving up. What's going to be the difference maker? You know, the second, third line. I thought that second line for Warroad was impressive. And the third line for Hermantown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not taking nothing away from the second line the with, yeah. with Wyatt Carlson and View and those guys. But, yeah. well, Kalpanen, we just kept saying his name over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. I thought I, I kept saying the whole if, – if anybody heard me, I kept saying the number one star of the game was Matt Kalpanen in that game. It's fun in those games when it's so evenly matched on the ones that the threes can really shine. And the, the threes can show, like, why they're varsity player, Correct. why they make the team the number one team in the state, and that was cool. I agree. I agree with that. And the goaltending, both goalies were fantastic last night. Mm-hmm. Callaway made some great saves, too. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Hermantown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just got that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Carl, any other takeaways from this game? Yeah, so I guess a couple things to look for at a potential state championship game rematch, because let's just say it, the odds are high. Um, one, TV timeouts. Does that help world more? A little Two, bit, because they run 4D, because yeah. mm-hmm. I think that helps them yeah. for sure. Who was Zam 100%? Mm-hmm. If he can be better and better, that's, that's a different maker. I would argue that, that Shagabe got banged up pretty good on that Ty Hansen check mm-hmm. from behind. Boarding. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure Jason was 100% in the second half of the Even game. though he was still playing you know, four in the third period and was probably the biggest playmaker on the ice consistently. His hands? Yeah. Are ridiculous. The oh. number of tape the tape saucer passes. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> he makes it looking like mom and dad or dad and son playing catch out there easy. Just oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna flip this over here perfectly right on tape. Yeah, <laughs> his playmaking and his hands are phenomenal. I, I would go across most of the War Roads players like ability to find each other in creative ways was also a difference maker in this game just because it kept kept Hermantown on edge. It's very hard to back check and forecheck against a team that you don't know where it's going. For me, mm-hmm. personal stories I, I, I meet a lot of these kids and have their background and know their parents and all that stuff, but the Todd Powassan kid is a kid, one of the kids we interviewed extensively in our Native American project we're working on. Mm-hmm. So to see him out there dangling <laughs> around and having a great game, it, it was he's very talented. It was fun to watch, fun to watch him. And there were seven uh, Natives uh, either coaching or playing for so cool. uh, World yeah. last night in that game. Um, what else, Carl, did did you see? Uh, let's give another player who I think deserves a shout is Dallas View, who is, you know, if he weren't on a team with the plants, everyone would know who he is. <laughs> ah, amen. Yeah. He was yeah. my, I, I called the Bucci Cross overtime challenge. I go, I'm yeah. going to go off the f- first lines. <laughs> if it's a second, it's, it's going to be a second or third line guy who's going to score Which in this was. game. Yeah, yeah it was. You know, yeah. it's going to be, I'm taking Dallas View and, and uh, Gavin got the winner. Mm-hmm. Fun game. Lots to talk yeah. about for one game, right? You could go on, but yeah. But yeah. Let's keep moving. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. And like 
like I said, top five game that I've ever seen. All right, Danny, I know we're going to get into some games of the past. Yeah. I wanted to bring this into the other segment, and Carl doesn't even know about this, So, but he's a smart guy. He'll, he'll pick up on this quick. Let's have a fun little who's our most surprising team of the year in A and AA so far, and who's our most disappointing team? we got a couple coming in the hockey day that can check off the uh, disappointing team list. Danny, yeah. you want to kick it off? Or i got a couple. What do you want me to say first? Let's go AA. Who's the most surprising team in AA this year? I'm going to say Champlain Park. I like that one. And I'm high on Champlain Park just because they're a dangerous team to play in sections. They lose their best player, you know, to a transfer. Yeah. And they're still chugging. They're they're chugging. They're doing, you know, create. just they're not a team you want to play. And so they're dangerous. It, it, just to go back, and we had uh, Bantam Elite tryouts three or four years ago when these kids were going into ninth grade. Yeah, we had five or six kids from Champlain, including Hogan Sinzer, showed up and just destroyed the tryout. I remember it was mm-hmm. great, and it's all those same kids that yeah. are doing well for for CP. So that's a, that's a good one. Uh, who do you got, Carl, on the surprising double A front? How about Rosemount? Ah, you took yeah. mine. Ah. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Dang how strong. It. They beat Andover. They just got another big win over, over Lakeville South. Like, this team is looking legit. Yeah. Imagine that team with Strammel. Oh. Or Whitelaw. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, think about those two. When they were Peewees, Whitelaw and Strammel, it <laughs> was unbelievable to watch. Unbelievable to watch. Now I'm kind of stuck on my double-A surprising teams. You guys have taken both of mine. I got one. They're in the top ten right now. I'm going to say Centennial. They were nowhere near uh, the top preseason top ten, and they sit at seven right now. I think Rozo's another one. I, no, they were in the Bantam State tournament three years ago. The in reason Moorhead, why I so say I'm that is only be- shocking, right? But they they didn't have a coach. That's true. That's, until like September. That's yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, how about uh, surprising singles? Single A. There's plenty on the plate there. Little Falls is mine. I think, even though I, this loss, you think losing Dan Kucher that was enough. They lost uh, Dan Kucher. They lost. They, they lost a lot of scoring. This is a state tournament team from last year that lost a lot of scoring. Lost a, like a twenty-plus year head coach too. Yeah, so true. you know, you uh, there's a lot of change, and so to start off the season undefeated like they did is impressive. Okay. Um, I think they're, uh, you know, now they're ranked kind of where they need to be. Right. Uh, but they were off to a really good start, and that's impressive. Mm-hmm. All right, Carl. There's so many choices. I'm going to let you yeah. go again. Should I let you have Minneapolis? Oh, come on. You take okay. whoever you I'll, want. I'll take Minneapolis. Yeah, all right. Now you're going to put me to choice. work, aren't you? I love it. Yeah. I, I, I have a good second choice, too. So well, Go with your second choice. I'll, I'll, I got another one. But we won't include okay. Minneapolis. surprising because they're t- five right now. Who do you got? Uh, Cambridge. Yeah, that was my other one, too. So yeah. I think we'll, just, we'll well, share yeah, them. Shared those, surprises. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, that one, no chance I saw one coming out of uh, out of Cambridge. Zero chance. Or Minneapolis, for that matter. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a couple uh, disappointings already. We know they're coming. Uh, who are some disappointing teams? Uh, Dan, you want to go first in AA? Well, the most obvious one. Uh, let's just start with the most obvious one. So the most obvious one is Prior Lake. Yep, got to yep. get it out there. Put it, it, it right it on just the table. needs to be said. We, everybody in the state saw them as a top-ten team. They are not 
a top ten team, and they just haven't proved themselves the whole year. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna stick to the same conference. I'm gonna go Lakeville South. I had them at two. Or three. Yeah. And they just, I mean, let's list off their big wins for the year. Maybe one or two so far. I would yeah. put them in the uh, disappointment class as well. And they they can still they can still win state type of thing. That's it. But they will get Oof. to state. They will oh, get yeah. to state. Which not, is. Not 100%. I think Lakefield yeah. North playing some pretty good hockey but right now. But all I'm saying is they have. An easier walk to there, correct? Than anybody Not gonna else. Not going to argue with that. Not going to argue with that. Okay, we've listed off two disappointments. Carl, what is yours? Is yours near Congen Park over there? Or? No, no. Okay, well, is right. it in Mendota well, Heights off of right Dodd now. Road? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're right about where I had them. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I have two choices here. One, one kind of going with the Lakeville South theme is Maple Grove. Another. Yes. Yeah, team that is yes. quite there. If you sit and there and in the wrong direction. If you want to bark out Bantam yeah. state <laughs> tournament trips, remember now, just for the record, that Moorhead state tournament, their Bantam single A team lost to Warroad in overtime and their Bantam double A team won the state championship. Think yeah. about how much talent was there, and now that's the high school program. Yeah. This is trailing the Kukkonen, Faber, Janicki group, yeah. right? That yeah. is just as talented a group, and they are not in the top ten. I'm with you on Carl. That's a, that's yeah. a They didn't take. have that many kids leave? No. No. That's the other thing is those kids are still there. They're not at private schools, you know, like. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. This yeah. should be their year. Yeah. This should be their year. So that, I'm a little bit disappointed in that one. Uh, are we going surprise or well, we, we, we have one disappointments. More, yeah, one more disappointment. Who's your disappointment, Tony? I didn't. I give you mine. Oh yeah, you did. You said All right. South. All right. Okay. So now we're on to disappointments in, in A. 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 I, let's it, just put the elephant in the yeah, room. Yeah, it's there, East, right? Grand East Grand Forks. Yeah, it's no easily easily doubt. East Grand Forks. Um, this is the Fox Sports. Yeah, curse. they were a top five coming into the year. They, they, they Jackson Panzer is a stud. Obviously, they had a great tournament. They held Gentry to like a close game. Trivia: Who won Bantam A State last year at Braemar? East Grand Forks East Grand again. Forks. So they're tenth graders are really good. So yeah. it's not like oh they've really dropped off. Yeah, since they're Parker at the same left. level that we were just praising Marvin Cordes and yes. Carson Pilgrim. Yeah. They beat you know. those guys in the state finals. Yeah, going so, away in the third period. That that team they're struggling right now, and yeah. I I don't see a way out. What are some other disappointments, Carl? You got one handy? Mm. One team that well restored somewhere this past week, but really fell off. I think from where we had them preseason was Fergus Falls. Fergus, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, that. That would be a definite disappointment. Yeah, we, we were top five. Yeah, they're going to be on playing on, on Friday, but I don't know about that now. I don't either. I, I can't think of another one. I'll give you, you got two. One? I, I'm out. I can't think of one. So I, I'm just going to say Monticello just because of tradition. And the amount of, of students? Yeah, that one's. Come a, on. We're playing class A here with a double A size school. That's a true s- shocker with like how they're one. doing. And Orno, too. Orno's on the way up right now, um, but they didn't start off the season so hot. Let me give you a history lesson here. The the uh, the kids that would be sophomores right now, sure, one state as Pee Wee A, 
All of them. You uh, name it. So they're they're, all, in the, they're doing the things no, that they need. They're to all do. gone. Oh, they're what? All gone. They just every, pilfered. Every one of the. They're literally. There was. Uh, oh yeah, and and Louis Wayman, the leading scorer for Providence Academy, Orno PWA. Yeah. I mean, the list okay. of players. They're all either at Minnetonka. Benilde, yeah. Providence Academy. It's just they're, they're, the, the strength of their program has been gutted yeah. uh, by private schools. And it's it's unfortunate because sure. w- it's the same year that they won Peewees is the same year they won state in yeah. high school. You uh, thought, wow, this is the, this the is future a is bright. And it's unfortunate that this is happening. Yeah. So that's that's – it's a program disappointment, yes. not necessarily a yeah. team disappointment. All right, so I, I, I kind of wanted to sneak that in the last sesh, but we, we yeah. got it in here. I think it's a fun topic. Brings up way more teams and yeah. kind of a benchmark for halfway through the season kind of thing. Okay, oh. you want to go through some games yeah, now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, in a game that I thought it was my birthday, but it was not, um, Benilde 3, Chaska 2 in overtime. What happened – before Explain. the game, they were selling oh. jerseys for $10 a piece. It was a miracle, and I have never I, – I walked into the rink, and I saw a rack of jerseys and saw $10, and I was like uh, – I was like, I'll, 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 I'll be right back. And I just went to the car. I was like, money, 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 money. Is, is, is this Chaska or is this, is this, is this heaven? Yeah. <laughs> did this... you get one? Oh, yeah. Why did you bring it? Uh, I got Nick Holmscheid's jersey. Why didn't you bring it? Today would have been a perfect I, I just, placement. you know, I, I thought that, but I wanted to rep a school that we don't normally – I wanted to show more of the collection, okay? Right. And, and okay. Because, yeah, I can rep big name jerseys. You could jerseys. have hung it right there. I do have a hookup. That you could I can bring it later. Can't bring two, he can only bring one jersey. He, he has to be the star of the show. He can't bring I one am, for me. I am only the star. I'm, na- I'm a right. national brand, Tony. Yes, you are. Um, but really, Chaska hung with them in this game, even without Sam Renzel, who was out. Yeah. Um, and the – Game-winning goal was just a fluke bounce off of a Chaska player. Wasn't even a shot, really. And so it's one of those, like, who got the game-winning goal? It doesn't matter. Where was I when that goal went in? Danny was giving me play-by-play. Yeah, you were on the fo- phone with me. I was in me. the garage, and he was giving me my play-by-play. I'm like, well, let me just stay here. He's like, oh, i got to tweet it. I'm like, you can tweet it. You can hang up when the goal goes in if it does go in. Um I thought Chaska did everything that they needed to do to win this game. Benilde was probably the more skilled team on the ice. Obviously, they have a lot more skilled players, but Chaska kept them around and was very, very pesky about that, which, you know, good on Chaska. And this really only makes, you know, two AA more competitive as well. So, All right, next game. I'm hesitant to mention this one, but Benilde, or not Benilde, Bloomington Jefferson 6, St. Louis Park 4, and St. Louis Park lost to New Prague as well this week. St. Louis Park is in a weird place right now. Okay? I agree. So it, and, and by comparison, then Jefferson went and lost to Egan. So it's not like, oh, Jefferson's <laughs> on the up. I mean, this, this is a definite bad sign for, for St. St. Louis Park. Park. Yeah, so just... Heads up on that one. Creighton, yeah. It doesn't tell me anything, Carl, but it just tells me. Keep talking. Yes. Creighton, there wasn't good games this week, okay? I tried. <laughs> um, Creighton, five, Stillwater, one. Creighton was in control after the first goal. Yep. And, broke the number one curse. Yeah, broke the number one curse. An interesting score, Holy Family, eight, Delano, four. 
eight goals for Holy Family on Delano was a little bit interesting for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind well. of a head scratcher. That's a good offensive outburst. Um, and a definite head scratcher this week, Matamidi 2, Simley 1. It's a bad game for section play for Matamidi. It doesn't change anything for me with Matamidi. They're still the number three team. I think we all feel pretty confident about that. Uh, from yeah. a ranker's Ma- perspective, had Matamidi lost, what would that have done? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What would we have done? Put him at number yeah. four. <laughs> put yeah. Delano up. Delano? I mean, but then who lost the Holy Family yeah. too? Who yeah. isn't? That would have been bad for us, Rankers. Ick. Ick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But Matamidi right now, they're playing like like Wyzetta, basically. You know, they're they, they can hang with and even beat some really good teams, as I truly get to. And then then they have games like this. Yeah. They're just so tight and so defensive. And when you play that way, you're going to give some bad teams a chance. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mankato East 2, Dodge County 1 in overtime. I just say that because 3AA is wide open. Yes. Wide open. This this What's that face, Carl? Keep moving. It's oh, he's such a 7 such a, snob. such a snob. <laughs> such a snob. Litchfield 6, Mount West Tonka 4. Those that's, are both two doubles, aren't they? Yeah, that's a double, a two double A. So it's yep. interesting. Two single A. Yeah, two single A. My bad. Wyzetta four, Rogers one. Carl, is this a game that interests you? It's double yeah, A. This one is actually worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a okay. big game, actually. It's a yeah. very big game. Avengers a loss. Wyzetta looks like they're maybe back in the train they were on for most of December. So. Yeah, why is that is always a team that can roller coaster, and yeah, I for, think they're on the way up right now. For the exact re- reason we just discussed on Matabita, I feel. Yeah. Um, Eastview 4, White Bear Lake 1. Have more Ooh, Eastview get, coming your way. Get, yeah. Cue the record, the record scratch. Um, <laughs> Moorhead 8, East Grand Forks 2. This goes to what we were saying about East Grand. Uh, uh, a quick side yeah. note. I'm not sure if you knew this or not. Uh, Carter Career, former East Grand goaltender now the assistant coach there so yeah little brother colby plays for moorhead so i think colby mm-hmm. got the uh the best of brother in this game <laughs> yeah no kidding um holy angels five gentry four game one <laughs> yeah in overtime uh i think this is the biggest win in coach grizz's holy angels career um for sure there. Delano, six, Hutch, zero, section opponent. Yep. yep. Maple Grove, three, Elk River, one. Elk River keeps hanging with teams. Yeah, well, they have a great yeah, goaltender. They just yeah. hang. They just hang, which makes it interesting for 8AA because yeah. a team that can hang with you in 8AA is not a team you yeah. want to play. And there's got to be the three seed, so. Yeah. I had a f- I had a 15 to 20 minute discussion with Coach Ammerman and Kunkka, just going over schedule stuff and their team and things at the Hockey for Life, and that's the team that concerns them because they don't get to see them. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's for unknown. Sure. It is. Um, Hill Murray seven, Simley one. This is why Simley's not in the top ten in, in type of thing. Matamida, or not Matamida, Minneapolis won Orono 0 in overtime. Yeah. It's a 
Good win for Minneapolis in a hard place to skate in in 2A. Uh, yeah, they're playing for the number one seed this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they will be. Um, Minneapolis 3, St. Michael Elbertville 0. Tony, you and I caught most of this. Wyzetta 3. Uh, wow, I am I'm still tired from <laughs> yesterday, yeah. yep. so forgive me. Wyzetta 3. Yeah, um, St. Michael 0. We were at it. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was about what the score projected. They outshot him. They, I mean, why is that a Carl? Have you heard of why is that getting 40 shots on goal? Not against good teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which tells you, I mean, they had 39 shots on goal. I still thought that Will Eggman, he got the shutout in this game. He, he had good. some good earned. Yeah. He had some, that was an earned shutout. That was not a gimme shutout. He made, he sure. made some big saves in He's that game. He's having a good year. Yeah. He's having a pretty solid year this year. Um, White Bear Lake four, Eastridge three in overtime. Oof. Yeah, so just White Bear, ugh. Blake six, Providence one. You and I were at this game as well, Tony. I never felt that Blake was in, not in control of that game. Yeah. yeah, I and they have a couple of really good players. Carter Cranky's a good player. Uh, Will Matsky. Matsky had a really good game, I thought too. Svendal had two yeah, goals Jake Svendal. Yeah, they got a lot of nice pieces to that puzzle at Blake, and I think eventually. Uh, like next year, that's going to be a nice team. Yes, with Carson I, Clark on the blue line. They got a decent. They got some decent skill. They got some more skill coming in next year. That's going to be good. So I, I think that this is going to be one of those six double A teams. It's going to be a two, three, four seed. Yeah, three, three or four seed forever. Yes, I agree. I you agree. Know? This is a building year for them as a program. Yeah. Um, Grand Rapids, and they have Holy Angels on the schedule this year, so that's yes. that's a big game. That's a huge wise. game, yeah, yep. ranking wise in that section. Yep. Grand Rapids eight, Denfeld one. This is what kept Denfeld out for us of the top ten. Yep. That's a big yeah. pumping. You know, I, I almost mentioned them on most disappointing, even though they have a good, they've had such a good season, but I mean they have a good record. But that's but it. They have not been competitive in any of their big games. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was a surprising score. Detroit Lakes two, Thief River Falls one. Thief is kind of holding to some of these teams right now. They're sticky. Yeah. They're sticky. Yeah. Uh, so just something to keep in mind with Thief come section play. Um, Lakeville North six, Eastview three. They coming. Yeah, North is on the charge right now. I'd like to see this, yep. their streak. Do they have a streak going? I know they won yeah, three in a row. Close, close to ten, if not. See? Probably sent yeah. south, I would assume, just based on Yeah, the they yeah. won three in a row yeah. at Hockey for Life, and yeah. I don't think they've lost since. Yeah, so, so the rematch of north-south is going to be a good game. Yeah. Again. One yeah. team is trending up, and one is trending down. Yeah, and south has the opportunity this week to kind of buck a couple trends. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's nine in a row. It's nine. Okay. Yeah, good. It's still good. Um, Edina's. Um, nope, nope, nope. Um, I'll skip that one. That's not <laughs> one. Talk about that one, Daddy. I'm like, what? You're now allowed to talk about St. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, bring out. You can talk about St. Thomas. Okay. What happened? Edina seven. St. Thomas Academy zero. Okay. And where is now? I, I, I'm on a lot of different text string, but wasn't there something gonna, in the text string about gonna, the color guard falling down? Just gonna <laughs> stop that video again. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I, I had the game on the background, and I'm just still looking up as the anthem's ending, and the, the colored guy, or guy just goes down in a heap on the ice. <laughs> fell twice. Let's be honest. He fell twice. <laughs> Luckily, those guns are capped, <laughs> so like, it's not going to matter, but it was just like, and then on the way, like, the second time on the way out, the student section just chirped him hard. It's it's like, oof. All downhill from there, too. Yeah, it, it was one of those weird military appreciation nights, and so it was like senior night. Did they have, like, camouflage jerseys on? Well, they had a cannon. What? Yeah. They were going to blow it off when they scored? Well, that never happened, but they blew it off at the end of, like, the national anthem. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. How cheesy is that? It's so cool. There's the cannonball right through the St. Thomas defense, too. Yeah, and so this was the best Edina game that I've seen so far this year, uh, by far. Um, And it was – this was probably in program history for St. Thomas. This stacks up there with Burnsville section final. Mm, Yeah, Yeah. really? I mean, they weren't even in this game, and they beat Edina before. Really? This was – I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Edina and St. Thomas have played each other in the regular season that has not been a tournament game. Okay, right. so it's a that's a big time to get them scheduled to play you. Right, and then you just you don't even show. Yeah, and this game just goes to what we've been talking about with Edina all season long. Like when they are play, on, they can they, you can't play. Stop them. Yeah, so you can't can stop they them. Get that consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard um, through this game, what I'm hearing is St. Thomas Academy screaming, Max, Max, when are you coming back? Yeah. You know, that's the big, you know, I, don't I, I think would put Max him in the Nagel, savior category, but he is going to help when he comes back. I don't think Max Nagel was going to score eight goals, though. No. So that's, that's no, the confusion gonna, I have. He's going to set the tone for that team. He yeah, will. he needs to. I think you definitely, uh, Crean's ready to play you again. If you're St. Thomas, are you ready to play them? You know, are you going to walk in with confidence that we just beat them twice? Because that's not going to beat them a third time. No. No. So, Good point. Good point. Um, no, but Edina, they looked the part. and They, they got it, the extra point, too. That they got impressive. the extra point. You know, they, they ensured running time was always going to happen. I like that. Mm-hmm. So that was important. Nothing worse than a five-goal lead in, oh. in high school. Oh, oh like, come on. That. Get it over with. Let it in. Let it in. Okay, Cambridge Isanti 3, the team that, with the worst fans in the state, Pine City 2, <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> I say that Big because win. I know Pine City people, and yeah. they are the worst fans. They are. They well, are. It's documented now. It's documented. It's well documented. Um, okay. Chanhassen 7, Sartell 0. I know Sartell has a lot of transitive property stuff, but to yeah. put a 7 spot on Sartell is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, in the rematch, Gentry 4, Holy Angels 1. Phone went quiet after yeah. that game. It's weird. It did. Didn't, Weird. I, I thought it might have been the reception in the it's, rink. It's pretty bad in Hermantown. It's yeah. pretty bad, but, you know. Still nothing. Still nothing. Crickets. Crickets. Weird. Crickets. Weird. Crickets. Um, Fergus Falls 5, Little Falls 1. Probably one of the most surprising scores of the week. I'm not shocked by it, Carl. Some of, some of us picked this correctly in Pickums. Yeah. Some of us. <laughs> some of us. Well, all of us except me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I saw this one coming. Yeah, but what's interesting is the one. Little Falls is like averaging five or six goals a game, and they only got one. Yeah, but that's a sure. classic Little Falls Hanowski move. Oh, okay, here we go. It really goes Blame back. The coaches. When you go back there, just careful. They're gonna get I'm not ham hocked in the head. <laughs> ham hocked? Oh, right, ham hock. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like they're gonna take ham hocks and no, throw them. Oh, it's me. like a. It's like a cross, you know. <laughs> that would be fun. No, Carl, no. <laughs> um, so, no, I, that's a classic. When the Hanowskis were there, they played Breck, and it's like they kept scoring goals, and when they played Breck, they got one goal. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's all that needs to be said. Um, Rogers, five. Maple Grove, four. Big that these two games right here are the two yeah. that really pop my eye. If that's you know what I'm saying. huge. That's a huge section game. It's just a huge momentum I game. Study the Rogers schedule. Is that their only time they play this year? Or do they play twice? I they should play it. twice. Uh, I think it is. I think that's it. it yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of only playing once in the Northwest River okay. this year. They're try- The reason I know <laughs> that I was caught talking to. Coach Brown, and he says, "Yeah, we're trying to get them to get twice next year mm-hmm. on the schedule." So, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this: Rogers controls its own destiny for the top seed in five AA now. Who they, do they have they, left that are five AA teams? They still have Champlin and Centennial. Have they played Centennial? No. Okay, okay. So, yes, they really do control yeah, their and, destiny and I, here. I don't think Maple Grove can be with, what, with their results so far. And it helps Rogers that Blaine is no longer in five. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that that yep. really does help. So, yep. I agree. They're the they're the new Blaine. They're the new Blaine in the in that section. Blue team. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Providence three, Rock Ridge three, in overtime. Mm-hmm. That Goodbye, is not a top ten Providence. team. Yep. Yeah, you got to put away Rock Ridge. Yep. Minneapolis mm-hmm. did. You you just got to find a way to do it. It was up at the hip, but still. You got to find a way to do it. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, here's here's my comparative Sartell score for you guys. Moorhead three, Sartell mm-hmm. one. Yes, yeah. That's after Moorhead had been just rolling to everyone. That was like, oh, interesting. And then and Chanhassen beat him by a touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. and an extra point. Yeah, yeah. So that that one just gets interesting for me. Um, Biggest shocker of the day, Apple Valley 3, Eastview 0. This is after Prior Lake, of all people, put a nine nine spot on them. So it's just like, oh, what's going on? I mean, that game, that one result right there changes changes everything. Mm -hmm. Creighton, believe it or not, is the number one seed in that section, even though they've lost twice to St. Thomas. One game. Literally changes the entire landscape of three double A. Yes, it it really it, everything shifted there. Yeah, and, and so. then they lost to Lakeville North too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so they're, I mean, yes, mm, they are in yeah. trouble. And and that's why I read the White Bear Lake score as well because they beat mm-hmm. White Bear Lake four to one. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just so consistent. It, it, and it shows the level of White Bear Lake right now too. Yep. So people who are like smiling in White Bear Lake, you know, and thinking that they have a chance in four double A, no, 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 no chance. Um, 
Hill Murray three, Matamidi two in overtime. And didn't they score with like a minute left to tie it? Yeah. yeah. Hill Murray did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's kind of Hill's MO all season. They'll hang with you, hang with you. Either they'll win or they'll lose. I also got to think that the loss of their senior goaltender, that probably... Changes the locker room for a little bit. Yeah, it's going yeah, to throw some things off. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a weird thing to... To go through. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, it, they might have some funky scores coming up. I think this is one that it's a, not a head scratcher, but it's it's a team they put away the first time around. Yeah, no question about it. Um, Southwest Christian two Hutch one, just another two A. There's so many comparative two A stuff. It seems like they all play each other a lot, too. a lot, and beat each other up, and beat each other up. And so it's yeah. just two A is just such an interesting because whoever wins two A is going to be in the four five game yep. on Wednesday, yep. and has a good shot to play Hermantown uh, then. Mm. And yep. so it's just that's why we, I keep mentioning these two A scores because. One of these teams is going to do it. Unless it's Delano because they're not making it to Friday. I didn't say that. Ooh, I didn't say that either. I didn't say that. <laughs> I okay. would never say that. No. I Orange would... teams are good teams. Orange and black teams have historically been good in a lot of Historically. Sports. Yeah. yeah. Historically. Yeah, like uh, the, the, the Bengals, they won. They won yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. They did for they the first did. time. Yeah. Since 91. <laughs> Playoff win in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow! I thought the Vikings fan were bruised. I mean, that's a long run for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then one yeah. last score: Rosemount two, Lakeville South one. This was a head scratcher. I I didn't think that there was a chance. I even joked around about that on Saturday, yeah. and they proved me wrong. Carl, one of you guys have studied this. They have some really good wins this year. Yeah. At, at least three, maybe even more. Does this make them top? You were doing the top tens last night, Carl. Does this make them top ten worthy? Where do you have them? 11, 12, 13? No, they're they're down around 17 still. Cause wow. They have five losses, including loading, loading, loading. But the Rosemount and Champlin teams are so yep. similar in different parts of the Metro. They yep. keep beating teams and then losing to teams. Yeah, and I think Rosemount's better than Champlin, at least based on their, their record. But the 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 one head-scratcher on there is they lost to Delano last week. Yeah. Yes. Who, who yeah. Holy Family put an eight spot on. Yeah. All right, so I know this isn't the ranking segment, but it's relative, irrelevant to what we're talking about. Who 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 ended up at 23, 24, 25 in your rankings this week? Um, I slipped. Oh, I slipped in Champlin. Okay, I figured they okay. needed to get in. Um, Which was it's just relevant to what we're just talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, who was 23, uh, 24, 25? So twenty three is is so I'll start at twenty two because that's interesting. Twenty two okay. is Hastings. Okay. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Twenty three is Eastview. Okay. Twenty four is Prior Lake. Oh god! You're just pumping them up for hockey day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, Carl. They got two easy, easy wins, and like some of those losses, losses don't look as terrible now because like Rosemount's good. Yeah, <laughs> Which we didn't think at the time. Edina is playing better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and Champlain's twenty five. So. All right. Okay. okay. 
I can see that. I don't envy anyone who makes because I do the the youth rankings one through ten. I don't envy anyone who has to do eleven through twenty. That is that, that's where the work is. That's where that the is. pain is. Oh, that's where the yeah. work. Yep. My yeah. gosh, yeah. it is so hard down there. It is. That's the mm-hmm. trenches. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the trenches. We'll have a we'll have a rankings discussion maybe next week about how teams get ranked. And I think some of the things that we said on this show have definitely had a bit of a ripple effect. Don't you guys think? Yeah, seen that this week. I think we're going to have more of a ripple effect in the future, and that's really we're earning our spot in the in that ripple effect. And hats off to you guys for that. Well, um, only took 13 years. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. People say things like, oh, well, that's great. I'm like, well, yeah, it took me 10 years to get there. You yeah. know, maybe we'll get a credential for the state high school hockey tournament maybe this year. Maybe. Don't, don't get too bold here, Tony. Who knows? Who knows? Would, would, would knock on. Who knows? One more than Peter and Tony. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Go wild. That's, that's always a fun week. Um, okay, let's give a shout out to the Red and Black League. Uh, thanks to them for their sponsorship. It's an awesome league. Uh, so many of the guys, so many of the teams that we talk about on this show, the players that we talk about on this show, have made their way through this league. They have a boys' league and a girls' league, spring league, fall league. Check it out, redandblackleagues.com. Brian Hansen, who runs the league, is the salt of the earth. One of the best guys who what, you meet, his wife, Patty, is there with him. It's like a mom-and-pop league. They're the best. Uh, yeah. They do a wonderful job. They keep track of the stats. They care about the kids. Uh, every kid that plays in this league, uh, they're really good people. You'll be happy you, you did it. You Check it out at redandblackleagues.com. Uh, let's take it away with an interview, Danny, with Marco Bellock. Thank you, Tony. We're joined now with senior goaltender for Creighton Durham Hall, Marco Bellock. How's it going, Marco? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming on. We got a big show this, well, Big pickums this week. And Tons. Big, and used to saying big show because we haven't even done our opening. No. Yet. Yeah. Uh, so you mispronounced Cretan Durham Hall. I bet you wouldn't have mispronounced it had he been from St. Thomas Academy. Uh, okay. Oh, the <laughs> shots are already no, going. No, no. I'm not falling into these traps. I'm just going to. Just gonna let that one slide and go. What questions do you have for Marco? Oh, I got a bunch. Uh, let's 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 get it rolling, Marco. Um, I, I've watched you uh, as a youth player. Uh, one of my first memories is you as the goaltender for the 2003 Steel Dogs. Um, Coach Mike Smith, your dad was involved. What are your fond memories of playing on that team? A lot of good players were on that 03 team. Um, yeah, just like playing with all these like good players. Like a lot of guys are in the USHL right now, and it's a lot of fun to grow up and play hockey with those guys. And a lot of college commits. Two off the top of my head, Ty Haskins was on that team. Uh, uh, Smitty was on that team. Uh, Connor Connor Smith. What were some other guys that played on the Joe Plotchuk was on that team. What were some other guys that you played with? Um, Drew Fisher, Nate Hardy. Um, I know I'm blanking on a few, but it was a really good team, actually. Uh, you guys, and, and Mike Smith's well-known for his coaching, but also his uh, uniform acumen. You guys probably rolled out a full teal uniform, an all-black uniform. Mm. Uh, <laughs> as a young kid, 10, 11, 12 years old, that must have been pretty exciting to have a good team and then kind of look good at the same time. Oh, yeah, I thought the unis were sweet back in the day, but looking back there, you know, 
A little weird looking. <laughs> they were teal. They were they were the yeah. teal squad. Uh, now let's talk a little bit of association hockey. You grew up in the uh, Woodbury program. Um, again, Jason Godbout was your coach. Your dad was the coach. Uh, what a great group. A lot of those kids, I tweeted this out uh, over a, a couple weeks ago when you beat Edina. Nine of the kids on your PWAA uh, state tournament team are on that Cretan team. Was that, was that all by design or to just kind of fall into place that way that you guys ended up at Cretan? Um, I think it just kind of fell into place. We shadowed Creighton one day and we were like, oh, we kind of like this. Like, this Gleason guy is pretty cool. Um, and I think he was just a big factor of us coming there. So Matt and, Gleason was the uh, the rush chairman at the uh, Creighton <laughs> house, right? I mean, we just kind of saw him there and we are like, oh, this guy is pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, I happen to uh, Gleason is one of the coolest kids. Yeah, he is. He definitely is in the cool kid crowd. Uh, talk about the coaching staff, uh, Coach Funk. Uh, he had to have been a big part of the reason as well. The school, the grounds, the history, everything else that went into it. Yeah, for sure. Funker was a big reason we got there. He's done a good job there. And yeah. Let's let's get a Funk story, okay? What What's the craziest thing that, or like a funny Funk story? Um, so my sophomore year, we were losing the, or losing to or tied, like, to force, like, or something, and uh, Gleason had previously, like, never been yelled at in his whole career, or just got right up in his face and ripped him for a solid two minutes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's really good. That's That's, really good. That's funny. I like that. Um, going back to your youth days, you guys made it to state. I mentioned a minute ago. Um, you guys, I would say, weren't you? Maybe would have been five through ten uh, ranked in the state, and you had uh, Maple Grove on their home rink in the region final. Not necessarily it would have been upset, but it was a probably a pretty big win for your the kids in your program to beat them at their rink and make it to state. What was that? What was that morning like? Um. Well. We were kind of coming into it rolling. We, I know we came off a couple big wins against like Eden Prairie and stuff. Um, I don't know. We just got in there, took the dub, I guess. <laughs> I don't really remember a whole lot from the game. I just know I was really excited at the end. Yeah, I remember that. It was a, it was a really exciting game. Um, what are your future plans after high school hockey? What are you, what are you planning on doing, uh, pursuing a career in hockey at the college level? Yeah, for sure. Playing junior next year and hopefully college after that. All right. Well, good deal. Good, good deal. Um, okay, so let's talk about some Cretan stuff in this year. Um, so you guys play your home game at the postage stamp parking lot. That is the Charles Schultz Arena. Let's talk about the Chuck. What's it like playing in front of everybody at the Chuck? Um, it's it's really fun. It's a small rink, so it gets pretty packed for get big games. Um, our student section is also really good. Yes, uh, there's these guys. They show up with tank tops on, hard hats with the stripes coming down the middle. I mean, this wasn't like they don't. This is well thought out group of guys. Uh, walk through who they are and and what what their purpose is to get you guys jacked up every game. <laughs> <The> purpose. <laughs> Um, we're all buddies with them at school, so they usually come to all of our games, and they call themselves the Beater Boys. They were like a 
tank top and jean shorts <laughs> in the bucket. Who's the leader of this group? And they're they're taunting me when I'm in rink, so I gotta find out which one of these guys I gotta come after. Um, I wouldn't say there's a leader. Come on. <laughs> I want names, Marco. I want names. I mean, I think they made a TikTok page and Will Hyder. Oh. What's his name? Might have made that. Will Will Hyder. Will Hyder. Okay, that's one. I need one more name. <laughs> Before this, this podcast like continues, now. what's that? This turned into a hostage situation. <laughs> it is. It Give is. up names. Come on, I want names. And then um, I think Colin Bennett was another big one of them. He's one of our managers. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. They are awesome. We need more groups like these guys or girls out there uh, wearing hard hats and getting wild and crazy. Does, do, do they pump you up? Do, do you like it? You show up at Braemar and there's 30 guys there all getting you jacked up? Oh yeah, I love it. They're they're always getting really high. Yeah, I I remember when I was a senior and stuff. We would go Here to we games. Go. Here uh-huh. we go. Saint no, Thomas Academy. No, I'm not saying that. I never <laughs> dropped anything about Saint Thomas. But I, I I think Carl and I can both speak to that. That was you know a lot of the reason why we still like high school hockey is our memories going to games. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Carl. Yes. You have questions for Marco? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about this season, Marco. So, um, you know, Creighton is currently ranked number one in in our rankings, and actually was is the first team to have stuck there for for more than one week. <laughs> um, and uh, something I've said for watching a few other games is that this team is really passing the eye test. You know, even if they have a couple losses, they look like a number one team. So, what makes your team so good? Um, I think that we're just we have a lot of depth. We have a really good first, second, and third line. And if need be, we can roll out our fourth line, and they're pretty good too. And then our deer also really solid, starting with Zach Sandro and all those other guys. Simon yeah. and Joey, and it's a nice decor. Yeah, right. De- decent goalie too, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the then, things I'd like to ahead. talk to you about this, uh, Mark, a little bit. When I saw the Edina game, I've seen a few games, but the Edina game in particular, it seemed like you talked about your top two lines. They are almost interchangeable. You can't line match against Creighton Durham Hall. Uh, do you, from the back end, do you feel like there's a difference between the one and the two? Uh, uh, from your vantage point, I don't see the same thing you do from from the, from the crease. No, I don't, to be honest. We, Jake Sandro is to play with the Fishers the past two years, but we kind of mixed it up a little bit. Now he's playing with Devin Cardenas and Attila. So I honestly can't really see a change in the first and second line, I think. And then pretty. everyone's everyone's favorite Raider is Luke McCarthy. Talk he about what he favorite. brings to your team, the energy he brings to your team, and kind of the angst he creates with the opposition. Um, he's a little feisty guy, so once you get him going, he he gets going. He he gets pretty hype on the bench, I think. He would fight somebody who's six nine, I feel like. <laughs> oh yeah. I bet he would. <laughs> I bet he would too. And he's barely five nine. Barely. You know, barely. <laughs> I bet he's listed five nine in the program. Um okay, Carl, you got some a trivia question for Marco? Uh first first I've got one more question of, of substance. Good. Um, which is more, okay, so, you know, you, you've got three losses this season, but two of them are to the team we, we, we will not mention here. What? Um, <laughs> so, 
talk a little bit about that rivalry with, with that team and what it means and what how you're feeling after losing to them twice, knowing you probably have to go through them in sections. Um, yeah, so we we usually get pretty nervous for the game when we play them. It's obviously a really big game. A lot of people are there, and we we usually play good the first two periods, but once the third rolls around, we kind of crumble, and that's just been the story of the past three games against them. Interesting. Wow. wow. He laid it all out there. Okay, and let me follow up that. What are you going to do differently if you face them in section semis or section finals? Um, I think we've done a better job playing a complete game. Like against Edina, we kind of shut the door on them and all these other good teams. And we've just been rolling the past couple of games, so I think we got what it takes. You got the process down. All right, Carl, let's let's drop some trivia on Marco. Trivia time. All right, so, so Marco, there was a coach in Minnesota high school hockey who was a Cretan grad who has over 600 wins but currently will not schedule Cretan Durham Hall. Do you know who he is? Um, I have no idea. Oh, 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 he stumped the guy. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to give him a couple more hints? Uh, he's at a private school. Uh, you scrimmage them preseason like every year as well. You, you previously played with some of their players. Is it Lechner? Yes. It is Where Coach is? Lechner. He's a Raider. Did you know that? I did not know that. All right. Well, now we've educated one person on our show. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can rest easy. We can rest easy. Well, Finally, good deal. Six years, we educated someone. <laughs> Finally. Finally. We did it. Okay. Um, we are going to do some pick'ems. Marco, do you want to stick around and do those with us? Yeah, for sure. All right, Danny, before that, you want to roll out some other big games coming up this week? Yeah, we got a lot of big games this week. So unlike the last couple, um, you'll see a lot of good hockey. Uh, Stillwater Hill-Murray plays in a very important 4-AA tilt, Blaine-Blake, in kind of a matchup to see how those two teams stack up against each other. Prior Lake plays Lakeville South. And then Lakeville South plays Eden Prairie the next night. Maple Grove and Blaine play as well in a big former section tilt. Um, Edina, Minnetonka, Moorhead, Grand Rapids, Duluth East, War Road, Roseau. What? Oh. That's not right. Duluth, <laughs> Denfeld, War Road. Sorry. <laughs> yep, misread that. You're right, Carl. Thank you. Wyzetta, Roseau, Wyzetta, War Road, Chan, Chaska Chan, and then the Hockey Day games, which are Mankato West, Mankato East, which is no longer televised, and Lakeville, no, uh, Prior Lake and East Grand Forks. Sorry. Congratulations. You, yeah. you rambled, rambled through many, many games. Every one of those games has some significance, I would yeah, say. Yeah, they could, they could all be pick'ems, basically. And I'm, I'm really excited for the, the Wyzetta road trip to Rosso and Moro. This was fascinating clash. To see how they do. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I want to see how the northern teams do against Wyzetta. Especially after mm-hmm. you and I saw them this week. Yeah. Like it's, uh, we know what they are. They're right? heavy. They're they a heavy team. Very heavy team. That's a team. Be thankful, Marco. You're not in section six. six double a a that's, a, that's a really right. tough team to beat, I would say. All right. Uh, let's do some pick'ems. Uh, oh, look who's on the list. First game. <laughs> okay, Tony. My Minneapolis team is on here. 
Ooh, gosh, I can't. That's gonna be hard to pick against them, even though I think Delano is better. Okay, what's so the first? Minneapolis, pick? Delano. I get to go first at Delano on Tuesday. I'm going six one two on this one. I kind of have to, don't you think? You do. Yeah, Carl. Is anybody gonna go against the Delano? City? I don't think so. I think no. you guys are all going to go no. Delano across. I'm going Delano. Delano. Yeah, I think you're all going to go Delano across. I, I, I just think Delano has proven more in other games that I think they – and just the scores, the comparative scores of Minneapolis right now have me questioning. You saw Minneapolis play too, and they didn't jump out They didn't. You? They didn't shock me. They really – they looked like Providence, who we saw also this week. Right. And I just think Delano is a step ahead of that. And the comparative Rockridge score is really is, um, understandable for me. All right, Marco, are you going to jump on my 612 bandwagon? Are you going to follow these, be a, be a follower with these guys? Uh, yeah, why not? I don't know much about either of these teams. Let's go with that. You going Delano or Minneapolis? Um, Delano. All right, he's got Delano. All right. Uh, game number two, uh, Hill Marie. Goes north to yep. Grand Rapids to on IRA Saturday. on Saturday. Um, who do you got this one, Carl? You're not a big fan of Grand Rapids. You've kept them. <laughs> you've literally kept them in rankings jail. They everyone else has them in the top ten except one guy. You. Well, no, hey, Tony, we, you will you will have heard my rankings by now. They're in the top ten. Oh, they are. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Short-term memory loss. I'm getting a bit long in the tooth here. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'm still taking Hill. You're still taking Hill. All right. Okay. Uh, Danny, uh, you go next. We're going to use the future perfect tense here. Um, I'm going to go with GR. I I think this is – GR needs a statement win. I think they get two of them this week. All right. Um, does Creighton Bold. play Grand Bold, Rapids in scrimmages? Do you, you did you meet them at all? Seen Grand Rapids at all, Marco? Um, I know I played against a couple guys in the league, league and but that's they're it. all pretty. I think you can't go wrong with Hill Murray. All right, so yeah, Hill Murray. You played with a lot of those guys as well. This is a tough one for you. Which one? Who do you got, Hill Murray or GR? Um, I got Hill. I got Hill. Okay. And then I get to break the potentially break the tie, but I'm going to agree with you, Danny. I'm going to go Grand Rapids on Thank this you. one. Yes, fall my lead. Home ice band will be there. Home ice will be there. Home ice will definitely <laughs> be there. No question about it. All right, game three. This is the one I really want to hear Marco's take. He's already given us a really hot take, by the way, on the on the St. Thomas game. So I'm hoping we get another one from him here. Uh, St. Thomas at Benil or Benil at St. Thomas? Uh, I deleted it. Tony. Okay, great, great. Good, good work. Okay. Okay. Thank, they play okay. this week, Danny. <laughs> uh, I already know who you're going to take. You're going to take your team, right? Yeah, I think the bag skate helped them. You're going to go with the bag skaters. Uh, St. Thomas over Benil. I have no idea how you're going to pick them. Benilda is red hot, and St. Thomas is. Benilda went cold. to overtime with Chaska. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't okay. want to pick St. Thomas, though. But you did. No. Okay, all right, Marco. You, uh, you have played both of these teams. Um, you could make a case for either one of these ones. Who do you like, Benilda or St. Thomas? Um, I think I know, or you know, I'm going to take Tony. Obviously, <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta go Vanilled. You gotta go Vanilled. I love that, and I'm gonna agree with you on that one. They are the one of the hottest teams in the state. This is one of their last tough games of the year. Yeah, they'll play Chaska one more time. And Chanhassen. Yeah. So. But, yeah. All right, Carl. Who do you got? I uh, got Vanilled. You got Vanilled. So everybody's teaming up on Danny. Did which we just I goose like. Vanilled? F- no. We. You didn't. You didn't pick vanilla. That's a oh, gooch is four across. Oh, okay. Do you, you want vanilla? We could gooch them. Uh, can yeah, pay. yeah. You're I'll, gonna take vanilla. I'm taking vanilla. You're gonna take vanilla. Yes, thank you. He for just picked no against. Pay. He just yep. picked against St. Thomas Academy. Is, did Tommy Rand. Novak go there? I'm calling Rand too. <laughs> and Nico, they're all getting a call that you picked against them. You won't be let in that rink. That's All right. Hopefully uh, it's played at St. Louis Park. This game is uh, Andover-Centennial. And just for the record, uh, pre-show, this was a game Marco wanted to pick because he liked this game. Uh, and you get to go first, Marco. So who do you like better? Uh, Andover-Centennial, both top ten teams. Um, and have you played both of them? you played Andover, right? Yes. Yep. Um, uh, and how about Centennial? No. No, we haven't played. Them. I didn't think so. Who do you like in this one, Andover or Centennial? Um, I like Andover. I played with like three or four of the guys in the elite league. They're really good. We play against them this year. Yeah, they're a solid team. I gotta go with Andover as well on this one. Anyone gonna go for the Centennial upset, Carl? I could be you. You picked them sixth in the state uh, last week in the rankings. I, I can't remember what you picked them this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. How convenient. Um, you know, I will just to shake things up. I like. It. I was it's going Centennial. to do that too. Oh, why don't you do it too? Yeah, I'm gonna do it too. Join the Come club, on Danny. down. You're the yeah. next We're contestant. Yeah. We're all Cougars. I I think Centennial, this is a team that is playing with nothing to lose. Would they hang seventeen on Spring Park? <laughs> seventeen to two. <laughs> they said, hey, it worked for it worked for Maple Grove last like year. That. Say that again, <laughs> Carl. Say Carl. How does the team give up two in a game like that? Yeah. Marco, have you ever been in a game that you've won by double digits but let in a goal? Um, yeah, I think so, probably. How, is it? How does that happen to a goaltender? Because that's a it's an interesting thing. It's sometimes like there's a goal that goes in. Yeah. Um. Well, when well, we we have done us a lot in the year. Like we'll get up a bunch on these conference teams and then. We'll just like try and get goals and forget about defense. I think and it yeah. breakaways. I believe it. Better. Those are probably hard games for you as a goalie to stay focused. Yeah, they are pretty hard to stay in. I and correct me if I'm wrong. I think you play better when you have more shots against you. I remember Stillwater a couple of years ago, the one to one game for a while, and you were just getting peppered, and you just kept getting better. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. All right, last game. Um, I think I haven't I haven't done my math here, but I think if you if you were to defeat White Bear, you will be getting you'll be your fiftieth win. I'm trying to jinx you here because I'm going to pick against you guys, and this is going against your dad's alma mater, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go White Bear Lake in the upset over the number one rated uh, CDHs. Uh, how about you, Carl? Yeah, we've really struggled to keep a number one team this year, so the Bears are probably going to find a way. I think so, too. It's it's their time. I think it's their time. 
Danny, who do you got? White Bear or Cretan? You're gonna you can't pick you know, Cretan. In this scenario you've already, you've already it, picked in this scenario. A, yeah. Uh, you know, White Bear is the Irondale. They are the Irondale. And Irondale did it. Yes. I am they might do it again. All right, so, wow, you just call White Bear Lake Irondale. <laughs> We're going to get roasted for that. Nice work. <laughs> so you picked White Bear. You're going Bears. Yeah, and when they win, I'll have my white jersey. <laughs> so, Marco, your dad puts food on the table, and he went to White Bear. <laughs> you, you pick against your dad's school, That's you're gonna, there's going to be hell to pay. Uh, you going to pick White Bear or are you going to pick Creighton? Um, I don't think you can go around with us. We're red hot right now, I think. We'll roll through. You're going Creighton Durham Hall. You're going Creighton Durham Hall. Well, I think I'm not disappointed in that pick. I think you guys are should win that game, but we would like to someday unseat our our guest on picks. Uh, we appreciate all you guys making a great show. Danny helping put together a great show. Carl with the great rankings and our sponsor, the Red and Black Leagues. We really, really appreciate what they do for our show each and every week. And Marco Bellock, senior goaltender. Marco, thanks for coming on. It was awesome having you. Thanks for having me.